I need to size up with you. And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Clarkson Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me, as always, is Devin. And we are here Damn. live. We back, we back. <laughs> back, baby. Yeah. About a week. A week, right? Yeah, it's been about it's been about a week. It's just, you know, I just yeah, felt like saying that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. That wasn't a gap. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we got some got some wrestling going on. Got some wrestling going on today that I haven't yeah. seen yet. So, you know, there's there's some things, you know, NXT deadline. There was uh the Ring of Honor uh pay-per-view that they had too, right? That was that was earlier today. That was that was Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I took a nap and missed the whole damn thing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Final battle. Final battle happened today. <laughs> Ring of Honor's biggest show. <laughs> so, you know, I guess we could talk a little bit about a little bit about that. Just um, <laughs> even Devin's reaction to that. I want to find a little bit more about that. Um, but yeah, you know, just lots of lots of wrestling going on, man. Good to be a wrestling fan. What up, What's up David? What's going on? What's going on, man. Um, yeah, just a lot going on, and you know, full disclosure too. So. Life is happening. Holidays are happening, you know, and sometimes it gets a little bit hard to see, you know, everything that's going on right when it's happening. So, like, for me, this week, Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, yeah. I know a lot of what happened. I've seen a lot of what happened. I haven't seen everything. So, mm. we're going to be talking about some of the major things that happen. I might get surprised with some of the things that get brought up because maybe there was something that I missed. So, I'm just going to be full disclosure today about just my watching habits this week. It was a little bit light. But I did catch up on a lot of what happened so I can at least have the conversation with you, Devin, and just with the audience. Like, feel free to yeah. chime in with things that happen. Um, spoilers for Deadline and Final Battle. You know, it was so funny let's, because let's, let's try to keep that. Well, yeah, let's, Deadline. Let's keep the spoil. Bring about <laughs> whatever. But you know, for, for, oh, for, for your boy Hafiz, all right, for for Hafiz, my brother. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm let's gonna keep watch the deadline. spoilers deadline. Let's keep yes. that to a minimum, all right? Deadline, so deadline. I'm gonna see it. So yeah. spoiler free if we can. Yes. Ring of Honor. I, I don't care. So you know, it's just one. <laughs> 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 final battle. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, what man. up, Ivan Professor? I was yeah. just. I, I basically I was just at his house. I was just literally. <laughs> I was just at his house. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Took literally three or four minutes. Well, we had that 10 minute preview, so like 10, 12 minutes ago. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, shout out to Circle of Debate. Shout uh, out to yeah. Ivan. We had, <laughs> we had a good time. Watch along. NXT deadline. Hell of a time. What our brother Dom as well. Shout out to Dom. Shout you out know, Dom. Stock, pillow, 
South Philly psycho. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So let's let's get right into it. Let's get right into uh, you know, our first topic today. We're gonna start off with AE dub and talk about a storyline that I think is gonna be uh that right now to me is, is pretty hot. Um, and and you know, it's it's we talk about stories all the time on the show and how important that is. And MJF and and Ricky Starks, you know, they kind of little fuse on a potential storyline that they have going on right now. Um, basically, you know, Ricky Starks now number one contender for the Dynamite Diamond Ring, and you know, also too future AEW uh, number one contender as well. Yep. Yep. So, so you know, for for this moment, basically, right after Ricky Starks win this Battle Royal, you have MJF come down, and then they have a face off, like a promo back and forth, which was pretty cool. And what I appreciated about this was, one, it's two homegrown uh, AEW talents. Yes, they've had their history on the indies, so it's not like, you know, they started in AEW, but, you know, they're not big WWE guys. They're not big WWE names. So, you know, for these two guys, you know, and Ricky and, and, and Max to be, you know, feuding right now and and building this this rivalry between each other, you know, which really does have a lot of potential. A lot of people like Ricky Starks. You know, Max mentioned that a lot of people like you here, you know, so a lot of a lot of people like them some Ricky Starks and a lot of people, you know, love to hate Max. So this is a great like, you know, having a true baby face against a true heel type of rivalry that could be major for this is company. He a true heel, though? That's, I think that's the base. Yeah, he's a true. Well, Max, in his mind, the way he's playing this character, he's yeah. a true heel. Yeah. Like, well, yes, yeah. there's there's people in the crowd that you know, still love Max, but it's a, like a love to hate kind of thing. And, you know, you he just think he's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. But I think that I have a feeling with this feud, Ricky Starks is the type of face that it would take to be able to get Max to really play that heel role, even for the fans. Yeah. You know, I think most of the fans will go with Ricky and go with the story and kind of okay. play along with it all that – Max is the villain and Ricky is is the face. Now let it be, you know, someone else who's not as popular as Ricky. And I could see, you know, Max being kind of a tweener, right? I mean, we saw it with Wheeler Yuta a little bit, like as great of a wrestler as he is, and as as I mean, he's a likable guy, but he doesn't have the same, you know, charisma, the same overall status as a MJF. So I think it's harder for him, you know, to really convince the crowd, like to. To, in a promo battle, he's going to lose. Like, it's just going to happen. Like, he's going to get destroyed by Max. And so that will be where Max will definitely be seen as a as a, as a tweener, I would say. Yeah. With Ricky, I thought Ricky did a great job of – He held his own. He held his own. Because yeah. Max was tearing into him, called him Pebble. You know, you stole everything from Dwayne. <laughs> Take you. So I'm going to call you <laughs> – put you in my pocket, you know. Like, <laughs> you across the river. You. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to this, and I'm just like, man, like, this – would be hard for a lot of people to come back from the kind of things that Max typically says about you, you know, but Ricky basically held his own, started off calling him maxi pad. And you know, that, yeah. you know, almost, it was funny reading MJF's lips. He said, if this sticks, like, I swear to God, and it could, if Ricky keeps going with this, 
It keeps calling them Mex- like that crowd, man. They're gonna they're gonna run with it. You know how wrestling crowds are. Yes. So it was it, it was fun to see him start off right away, and he noticed it. He he paused for a second because he was gonna keep going, but he paused. He let them have the reaction, and then he went into it. You know, basically saying, you know, this dude, he's a, you're you're entitled. You don't you can't handle the responsibility. You don't want to do the hard right. work. You right. know, you, we have uh, these things we got to do. These responsibilities we got to do. You don't want to show up. You know, which kind of goes back to when he was having his issues with Tony and he didn't show up for an event for a meet and greet. You know, like <laughs> that was like real life meeting with uh, with storyline a little bit there. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that from Ricky. And then, you know, it was just there was a lot of passion coming from Ricky Stark saying like because Max talked about, hey, man, you need to go back to YouTube. You know, like we, you need to just be relegated to just YouTube. And he's like, hey, man, YouTube been there, done that, paid my 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 dues. I'm Ten toes down, like I'm. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be champion. I deserve to be champion. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna oh, knock the mole off your face. Your stupid haircut, right? He just kept going <laughs> rapid fire, right? It was seriously an ultra, ultra, ultra. <laughs> like he hit him with lefts and rights and uppercut. It yes. was, it was great. It was great, man. I'm like, okay, Ricky, okay. So, you know, overall, I feel like this has the makings of a rivalry. Now it's like any good. It's like a, it's like a plant. It's like a. It's like a, you have to water it. The seeds mm-hmm. are there, but mm-hmm. you have to nurture it. You gotta water it. It needs sunlight. <laughs> gotta take you know? care of it. <laughs> you know gotta pay attention to it. Right. You have to. You can't just neglect it. You can't have Ricky not being on television next week, or you know, Max not being there. I mean, is the match? Is the I think the, the match is set for next, yeah next, next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, so, so they have to be on television. So they yeah. have no choice. Yeah. So there you go. So there's momentum that's going to be built here. But uh, how are you feeling about this potential rivalry? Do you think this could be a rivalry that could be like one of their major, um, I'd say down the road, and I'm going to put high praise on this. Well, it's not even praise. I'm just asking a question. Yeah. Would it be like, could it be in the right hands? Yes. Could it be a, right hands. <laughs> you know, rock, right Triple H kind of like feud for AEW? <sighs> First of all, What's up, Dom? Shield, brother, right there. <laughs> Got you. All right, I'm acknowledging my brother first. All right, but oh, you had burn it down, queued up and yep. ready. Oh, you man. <laughs> we had. I was working. So we I was ready, ready to bless you in. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. I seen the clip. I seen the clip, uh, Devin, that you sent with the with the yeah. tribute, man. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the promo between Ricky. MJF. I thought it was good. I thought it was actually a little bit too good because this is my nitpick, and I said this on Circle of Debate on Thursday that, you know, since basically MJF is freshly new champion, all right? He's just got that new scent, all right? And he's supposed to be coming out looking like the champion. Mm -hmm. All right? Cool. Came out but the minute Ricky Starks just destroyed him on the mic, and there was no rebuttal. It was like, oh, this is this is my champion. You this you're the champion for this company. Mm-hmm. And I felt like MJ, not MGF, but Ricky Starks just took some he took his soul, he took part of his soul, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of his star power. And I was like, ah, oh, come on. That, it, it, it stung. Okay. It stung. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I was like, come on, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm hesitant 
you know, to answer your question, I'm hesitant to see it with this, you know, flourish into a rivalry, to a feud of a story, even though they meet it, they meet at winter is coming on Wednesday. Would just be will this be a one and done? And then mm-hmm. what? Starks is regulated to dark now, and then MGF is still just moving along in the chain. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried about that. So I don't have faith in their storytelling at all. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The only hands I trust is Papa H. You know what I'm saying? He's taking care of one hell of a good story right now. You know? Shout out to Chief Head of I'm going to get that in any way I can. Anyway, I see a whole <laughs> opportunity. Ah, I'm getting it in. I'm squeezing it in there. <laughs> but, you know, that, that was that's my problem. That's my problem with the, with the MJF, Ricky Starks. You know, the promo battle was cool, but it came at the expense of MJF star power in my eyes. See, I... I I don't I don't agree with what you're saying about it taking away from the star power mm. because one is I think Max is made is a made man. Like he's just set. There's no taking away from that dude's star power with the way that he's just built himself up already. Like he can just show up and people will go nuts. You know, they'll they'll just appreciate that they're hearing his music and they're seeing him. And I don't think that it's going to take a lot to really diminish him at this point. It really doesn't take much. Like Max really doesn't have to do as much as he's doing. He's just, that's just what he does. The other thing is what you said about Max being, um, you know, like, is he a face? Is he like, you kind of question whether or not he's a true heel in the storyline. And I feel like with having Ricky, um, win or kind of have the final word it does when it comes to trying to elevate ricky you know and not have it just be one-sided with max because it very easily could be if he keeps going back and forth with him to just balance it a little bit so that you kind of see these two guys on a on an even playing field and 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 look at them as as equals to a to an extent i feel like i understand why you book it the way that they booked it because Doing it this way, where you have Ricky, because Max is champion. Max is Max is Max. You know he's yeah. he's, he's been doing this on television yeah. for so long for us. We didn't we haven't seen um, as much exposure for Ricky Starks as we have for Max. So doing this yeah, in man. this one on one, I think the whole point was let's get Ricky Starks over as being a guy that can be perceived as being on his level, a guy who could beat Max. That's why the final shot is him with the championship standing over him after he hit him with the spear. Like they're trying to really give us that image of Ricky could do this. Ricky could make it happen. And, you know, that's why I see, I I like what they did to really, you know, push and propel Ricky, you know, to a point where it's, it's believable. Like, Oh, this guy could do it. Do I believe that he's going to beat him for the championship? No. But if they're splitting this up, because if, if, and I could be wrong, this is part of where I'm not getting all the details. This next match that they're going to have, isn't it for the Dynamite Diamond Ring? Isn't that the the, the, the match they're going to have? Is So it's not for the belt? Because Ricky or um, Max was saying he's going to be a four-time Dynamite Diamond Ring right. winner or whatever like right. this. And that match was for the number one contendership for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. I didn't think whatever it was for the... Right. So, <laughs> and I thought... The one gripe I have with all this is that Max having to even still be associated with the dynamite diamond ring and having to have a match to defend that. I think it's kind of a little bit weird to me. I, I would have thought, Hey, 
just have the battle royal to be the final two people fight for the dynamite diamond ring like they've been doing you know and and max vacates it because you know he's champion now like you don't have no need for it right i only won it three times he's won it three times and he's already AEW champion so why does he need to even hold on to that you know like he doesn't need it anymore let it go so so for me it's kind of wasted to do it this way and then you know ricky then facing max for that and then beating max for that i see them as trying to say okay he beat him once now let's see he'll try to beat him again for the AEW championship and then lose that one so it's kind of like 50 50 yeah it looked like ivan just answered a question there's two matches with them next week is for the belt and after that would be the diamond ring so the so the belt first and then the diamond that's kind of weird i would think it'd be the other way yeah see that's weird that's weird i mean you know i feel like the diamond diamond ring needs to be its own thing that a champion does not need to be holding the dynamite diamond ring just vacate it like just vacate it you have the aw world championship like that that just is is weird but it is what it is so but as far as building these two up as mega stars for aew i do like it i do like the the feud i like the back and forth i like finally giving ricky starks this platform to show that he can he can be a great talker for them and he can be a guy to go against your top heels and yeah. and get the crowd excited do you think they can build a star outside like that that rotation of brian danielson kenny omega john moxley mjf maybe darby allen if you want to put him in there but it's usually like a rotation of guys yeah. it's on it's on camera on a weekly basis yeah and then you might see you know, Ricky Starks all of a sudden pop right. up for a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden, all right, he's packed to regu- re- right. regulated right. to right. Rampage, which we don't watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they could. I think it's because they have him with a guy like Max, who, you know, we've already said, like, the way that it seems like AEW works, it's, the, it's up to the wrestlers to tell their story and build their story. Yeah. And so Ma- Max – Jericho, John Moxley, to an extent, I feel like storytelling wise, those guys are usually involved in the best storylines because I think those guys just naturally tell the best stories. You know, so I think the fact that Ricky's with him, that can help him to to kind of raise his cachet. And then if Tony, being the, the fanboy that he is, is listening to the crowd, right? I could see Tony saying, okay, let's put Ricky Starks on TV more because look at what's happening. See the acclaim, right? The the, the fans are all about the acclaim. And now, yeah, you know, they're yeah. super over. Right. Acclaimed every Wednesday. You know, like it's yeah. that's that's what's happening. And so Tony recognized that. Right? <laughs> exactly. So I, I do think, you know, look at Jamie Hayter. Right, like he listened to the crowd and he put Jamie Hater uh, in the championship opportunity. Yeah, long that last though. What? But I'm saying, just we. I hear you. Just looking at what's actually happening, because I, yeah. I get it. I feel it as far as not having faith in the women's division and the booking of the women. But he did listen to the crowd when it came to Jamie Hater's popularity. So I would say that as far as as long as the crowd sticks with Ricky on this. I think he'll be fine. I think especially him. There's something about him that I think is special, that I think is unique within their 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 group. Honestly, even 
I hate to say it, but even Jungle Boy, I feel like Ricky has a little bit more of an it factor to me. Well, he He's has more charisma. Of a package to me, yeah. Then charisma, Boy and he could talk on the mic too. Jungle yeah. Boy. He he's okay on the mic. He's okay, but, he's not but you can Ricky tell he's Starks. not all the way comfortable on the mic like Ricky Starks. Right. right. You no, know, he just gave MJF after dozens. He just right. He, he was clowning his ass. Right. And then spirit him out of his shoes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I just I don't know that I see Jungle Boy having that kind of interaction with him. Maybe it takes a max to be in there with him to yeah. bring that out of him. But Christian Cage tried, you know, like Christian Cage was saying some some wild shit. To, to Jungle Boy. And that whole storyline was dead. Like, I just, I was not, I was out. Because it just, it took too long. And, you know, circumstances with injuries. I, I just, no. So, Ricky Starks, I think, is showing that he's different. You know, much like, much like your boy Dom. You know, he is built differently. <laughs> what that clip at? There we go. I'm built differently. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, never thought I'd see them comparing Ricky Starks to <laughs> Dominic Mysterio <laughs> and saying, yeah, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> oh, Strange man. times we're living in. <laughs> yeah, see, we're, we're going to have to go and try to vet this whole thing because even Dominic saying he thought it was winner take all, which, I, yeah, like I, the way I heard it, you know, as yeah. it was all happening, I felt like they were saying it was for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Like, that was the the focal point. And I thought Ricky Starks was already number one contender for the AEW championship. So it's it's that. a little bit confusing. <laughs> it's a little bit confusing. So, but that's that's AEW right now. They're a little bit all over the place between ROH and, you know, AEW. And, you know, all, just all over. Yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot. But we'll figure it out. But, yeah, I think yeah. this we'll has potential. If they do it right, it has potential. Absolutely. All right. So... Let's move on here and let's get to oh, well, this has been a big story for for this week too. Yeah. Uh William Regal and Tony Khan. You know, I gotta yeah. put them together. So yeah. um the reason why I put them together is because I listened to an interview with Tony Khan. Um, he had done, I think it was a call, and they had uh questions for Tony, uh just regarding AEW in general. And I I was specifically trying to listen in because in the in the caption, it was saying, you know, Tony Khan addresses William Regal release. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, let me let me hear how this went. And it was interesting. So basically, and, you know, in all seriousness, Tony Khan had been going through a lot of stuff. You know, his family had been going yeah, through a lot his of stuff. Mom. His mom, you know, she had a stroke. And then, you know, they didn't know what caused it. You know, when she got checked in to the hospital the first time, they didn't know what caused it. And then... um you know, she was okay, but then she had another stroke later on. And, um, you know, it was just like a lot of the, the family, the Khan family was dealing yeah. with that scare and the, the fear of what is going on with, with their mom. So shout out to the Khan family. You know, hopefully everything is a lot better now. Right. He said that she is doing well. She's doing better. You know, so shout out to them for that. Um, now, in the midst of all of this, William Regal, his son is in NXT. And so he oh, no. he he told <laughs> he told uh you know I guess I don't know if he went directly to Tony Khan first, but there eventually he did mention hey, he wants to go to the other company yep. to be with his son to help mm-hmm. bring up his son and help train him and guide him, you know, and just yep. be back there so he can yeah, be with H2. his family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, come so, through the side door. 
<laughs> so you know, it was it was cool because you know Tony. I mean, Tony's a businessman too, so he's got to look at it and say, okay, like what makes sense here? And he's going through this family thing, you know, and he's he's listening to Regal saying he wants to be with his family. Yeah, and it just the timing and the mood of everything just felt right to say. Let's make this work. Let's make this happen for you. And so Tony was like, you know, we're going to figure this out. We'll work on it. And he's still involved in storyline. So we got to figure out how to change plans because they were probably planning on things for Regal going forward with the storyline. And then that happens. And it's like, okay, we got to kind of switch things up. So, mm-hmm. you know, Pivot. so that was it, it, it's 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 cool for him to put Regal and his situation ahead of. Like, okay, well, damn, you, I got all this that, you know, going on and, and and planned out. I can't have you leave. Like, screw that. Like, he said, no, like, I'm going to try to make this work for you. And and he did. You know, he basically, you know, he granted it. And William Regal uh, is able to, you know, go about his business and go to the other place, which, you know, is NXT and, uh, and WWE. And we'll see what role yeah. he has fully in WWE. But um, props to Tony Khan for, I feel like, not letting – the like not pulling a I guess a Vince in a way and and being petty about it and and being able to see a bigger picture and like hey if somebody wants to go and that reason is commendable yeah. like let them go let them let them do their thing and let them yeah. let them be able to be with family and do that so and yeah I mean it it's a business right this whole thing is a business yes, but at is. the same time you know there's real life shit that's happening too that so right it's it was cool so I wanted to give Tony props for the way he handled that. And then William Regal, I'm happy for him to be able to, you know, fulfill what he wants to do, you know, be with his son and, you know, being back in NXT or WWE. And again, we don't even know, like, the real details around what William Regal's role will even be in the company. But he just can't be on TV for a year. That's what Tony Khan said. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, that's fine. Cool. You know, that's like cool. behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's totally fine. So, you know, I think that's fair. And I think that was cool. And yeah, I mean. Even okay, so looking at it from the the AEW standpoint, uh, with the Will and Regal storyline, right? So the conclusion of that storyline now for Will and Regal's part, uh, he on Dynamite was on the their Tron, and he basically yeah. was explaining why he did what he did, and basically he said, "Look, Blackpool Combat Club, they don't need me anymore. Like I had one final lesson to teach, and specifically for you, John Moxley, the last the last lesson I could teach you." was always have eyes in the back of your head. Like, always be ready, head on a swivel. Just kind of prepare yourself for anything, you know. But ultimately, what I I, I, I like that as a way out for him to say, you know what, they don't need me anymore. They can train Wheeler Yuta, the three of those guys, you know, in um, in uh, um, um, Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson, yeah. Moxley, and uh, Cesaro. You know, those guys can all you know, train Wheeler and bring him up to be the best wrestler in the world going forward. So, you know, I was like, man, that, that's that's cool, you know. And even the way he was with Tony Schiavone, you know, like saying, you know, it's been how many years, like 30 plus years or something like that. And just the, the emotion that I felt there, I was like, man, this is a real class act way to have him depart, move on, put over these guys as these guys, they don't, they don't need William Regal. They're, these guys are made guys. Like, you know, I don't, I, I need to do what I need to do for me and they won't let me go. 
And so I've got to make it happen so that I can move on and they can grow and be the best version of themselves. Yeah. I'm like, man, like that's a, again, story-wise, it works, it fits. Closure. And I think it's it's great closure for, for the story overall. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so what what are your, what's your take, man? What's your thoughts on, on this whole thing? I'm I'm just glad that William Ring was coming home. You know, he was let go from WWE. That was not his choice. He was released, and he even even uh, even on podcast, he had no ill will against him. He just just gave him continued praise too, even when they released him. So it just shows you how much he loved working for WWE. So I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. He came back to Papa H. Now he gets to be with his son, uh, and plus. She's going to be making money too, you know, getting paid as well. So (laughs) under a professional structured wrestling company. So, Hey, I, I get it. All right. And this coming by our brother, Dom, think about it. How many times do you think Regal and pop H talked about doing their thing on the main roster while in black and gold? Yeah. And on top of that, he gets to work with his son. It's a no brainer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, you know, for for William Regal, like just to be able to do that. It just makes a ton of sense. So, but yeah, I think overall, I just love the way that they handled it. I love the way that Tony Khan, I got to give Tony Khan props. I know that, you know, a lot of times there's negatives around Tony Khan and just the lack of structure, the lack of that. But I think that as far as one, I had an appreciation for him as a as a man and as a person, as a human being in listening to him talk about the things that he's going through and. Nobody knew that stuff was going on. Like, he kept that to himself. Like, it wasn't until he's answering this question about William Regal where it makes sense to bring that up because the theme of that was family. Mm -hmm. You know, like, (laughs) very Vin Diesel, you know, family. But, you know, the theme was family. You know, it's it's, he's thinking about his family and, you know, he's at the hospital with his mom and dealing with that. And then Mm -hmm. he's looking at William Regal's situation. It's like, man, this just makes sense. You know, like, we got to... Put in the clauses, you know, for for it so that it makes sense to from our standpoint. Hey, be off TV for a year. Okay, cool. That's fine. But, you know, to to just deal with it professionally and deal with it. And on a human level, too, I thought it was cool. And yeah, like I just I do have respect for Tony Khan for for just having that mindset and just having that. That, that open mind around the situation to be able to say, this yeah. is the right thing to do. So it was cool. So I'm like, all right, man. Like, you know, I know, especially on your side, I mean, we both give him <laughs> shit, but especially on your side, you know, like to get on. I am the resident AEW hater for the Classic yeah. Wrestling Podcast. Hey, by my brother, Appease <laughs> the Nigerian <laughs> Nightmare, I aka the like I see it. It's cool. And I was like, yeah, and you know me. I'm not going to fight against it. You know what? I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to wear with a badge of honor. It wouldn't take much. It didn't take much for you to embrace that. That was, that was, you just needed, all it takes is a little push. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> it didn't take much. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, man. I mean, it is what it is, but shout out to both these dudes. You know, like, I think it was just, it was well, well taken care of, well handled situation. And I'm excited to see what, what comes of William Regal in, in WWE. And yeah. Oh, shit. So, uh, Chris sent Ivan a pick that MJF is currently at UFC 282 right now. There you go. There you All go. All right. See, All hey, man, right. you know, you got to, you got to, you're the champ. You got to be, we saw, um, 
what was it? Triple H, Vince, Stephanie, yeah. and Nick Khan were all at one of the UFC Pat events. McAfee too, right? Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee, yeah, all those yeah, guys. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you got to get your champion out there, especially MJF. Like yeah. this is the dude to really put out there as he's going to all the big events. You know, he's the the the, the flagship of the company. You know, so. I think he used that bargaining chip and cash it in. Papa H. Amen. Look, it's, so he'd be a true superstar, <laughs> just like head of the table over here. You know, what percentage chance do you give that a happening? Oh, oh, yeah. percentage that he's going to WWE. What percentage chance? How I'm feeling right now, confidently, I can say I'm almost there. Seventy five percent. I'm almost seventy five. Yep, seventy five. I'm damn I, near I'm, there. I'm, I'm still 50-50. I'm still 50-50 on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm 50-50. Because okay. as much as he talks about it on television, it, it almost feels like he talks about it almost too much. That it's hard to really believe that it's going to happen when on AEW television, he keeps talking about going to WWE. Now, I don't yeah. think he's joking. I think he's serious that he's yeah. going to make them bid. But, oh, yeah, I believe that, too. You know, I, I 100% believe that's real, that yeah. he is saying, hey, man, whoever pays me the most money, I'm not fucking around. Like, whoever pays me the most money, I am gone. Like, that is where <laughs> I'm going, even if it's Hollywood. If Hollywood says, hey, Max, you know, we want you to be, you know, in, in Disney with Marvel and be a character for the next 10 years, and they're going to pay him like a billion, well, it's not a billion dollars, but like something cra some crazy amount, he might take that. He said it himself, you know, so... I think that part is real, but I think that the more he talks about, you know, going to WWE it. and actually doing that, I feel like it's not, I don't think it's certain that he's definitely going there. He's definitely just trying to push to go there. Yeah. I think he's just trying to get that price up, you know, so that he can get paid as much as he wants. That's Oh, I'm he will. Doing. He will. And then Tony yeah. has a limit, but WWE, their resources, they do not. So, you know, like I said, that's what I'm saying. I'm 75% there because a business yeah. move, it makes sense. They yeah. open up other doors. So you, right now, you got a couple of doors open, you know, UFC, little movie cameo here and there. Yeah. You go to WWE, Disney Plus, might be on Mandalorian, might, might you know, other, yeah. other avenues. Possibly. Man, might have your reality oh, TV show. You yeah. know what I'm saying? levels to this shit, all right? Yeah, he, man. He knows you're in the minor league of professional wrestling, and that's okay. But just be the best. Just <laughs> be the very needs. best. Just be the oh, very best Lord. there. And then you come here, and I can see what you really got. Because right now, you're my favorite heel in AEW, <laughs> all right? I always say that. You just call AEW the minor leagues of professional wrestling? They are. They are. They're second. They're second place. Are they not? Are they not second place in what? WWE? No, no, no. That's not, it's, it feels different when you say minor leagues. To say second place <laughs> is one <laughs> thing. But to say minor leagues, you know, they call people up from the minors to the majors. You know, this is like, right. like NXT right now. NXT is considered, I would say, the minor leagues for WWE. You know, they groom their prospects in, a, or in NXT for... Raw SmackDown. That's not what AEW is. Yeah, they are. They're grooming their <laughs> prospects. You know what no, I'm saying? It's like giving them a little camera time. Things. The West is dirty. Like, it is crazy out West, you know, in the NBA. Whereas the East is like, eh, you know, there's some great teams at the top. But then it starts to turn to shit 
when you get to like the six, seven, eight seed, it's like, nah, they got no chance. But in the West, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, everybody's good. That's that's WWE. The the, the AEW is like Eastern Conference is like, eh, you know, there's some good, there's some really good, no. there's some guys who want, you know, like MJF is basically the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. It's like, yeah, this ah. dude, you know, anybody would want to have Giannis no. on their squad. Oh, stop it! You're, no. you, are you serious? WWE you is the NFL. AEW is CFL. All right, it is levels to this shit. They're they're no. They're, the structure is way different. The structure is very professional, corporate. All right, they have they have marketing teams ready, willing to get your name out there. They have uh, social media teams. Come on, man! It's it's levels to this shit. Oh, right? God. It's okay. Amen. It's okay. They got TV deals, right? I, where, where's yeah. the Canadian football? I mean, TNT, TBS. That's that's big. That's that's big. I guess, but that's bigger know. than anything. The CFL, CFL who's, ain't on. Who's TNT. watching Rampage though? Who is watching? They, but it's on TV. CFL. Is not, what channel do I tune in? To CFL, where do I ESPN, go? ESPN, ESPN Plus, or the Ultra, whatever. It is. Right. You see, no. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Charles Barkley and NBA on TNT. They show East and West, man. There we go. They show it all. Hey, the arena football. Y'all trolling? Oh man! It's okay, AEW fans. I got you. I'm objective. I'm fair and objective, and I got y'all. These dudes over here. <laughs> Go ahead and play. You got. I know you got that hate clip. Hate, hate, hate. hate. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Let me see if I can find it. Since he calling me, I'm hating. I'm playing for myself. I don't care. I'm hating. Let's go. I hate. Where's the hate at? Hey, 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 I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. That's my energy. Yes. So what? So what? Hey, as long as you embrace that, I'm good. I'm good. Just running away from it. There we go. <laughs> oh man well let's see where this one goes because this might be interesting too we're talking a little bit uh women's division here AEW, jamie hater and jade cargill now the reason why i'm bringing both of them up yeah. both champions obviously but also i just feel like with jade for one we've already talked about it that AEW has been building her up as a superstar and you feel it she has that presence she has the 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 charisma of a champion. Every time she shows up now, and she's earned it. It didn't start that way, you know. <laughs> so what we got over here, a couple of haters, yeah, couple of haters, couple of haters. <laughs> oh, oh man, yep, yep. But you know, with Jade, second rate. <laughs> I think I like I like how they've been with her and done her and. She's starting to get a little bit more story, you know, involved in 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 her in everything that she's doing, right? So, you know, there was the whole thing with Nyla Rose and them yeah. and her stealing the yep. championship. Like now that. there's this inner turmoil within the baddies, and you got Kira Hogan. She's out, and and then she's kind of you know still feud or starting to feud with them. 
But then also you got um, uh, Red Velvet, who internally you could see her like rolling her eyes and feeling a certain type of way about Jade and the way she's carrying herself and looking down at them. And in that last match, the the tag match they had, you could feel just the uh, she she felt I don't know. <laughs> It looked like first. I loved how Jade kind of stared her down after she won. She looked at her up and down, like, "Yeah, say something, say something." <laughs> I wish you would. I'll I just won this right now. Uh, you don't want right. this. <laughs> fuck out right now. Oh, no. I will knock your ass out. <laughs> say something. I was like, "Yes, this is great. Like, we need more of this." So I love that. I love Red Velvet. Just you know, sneak dissner, kind of looking like, man, this bitch, like, man, you ain't great, man. This bitch. <laughs> like, it was just great. I'm like, just little subtle things like that I thought were beautiful. So from a yeah. storytelling perspective, I'm loving what I'm seeing there. With Jamie Hayter, the one thing I do like right now, because I feel like the, the momentum with her, I'm going to be watching really closely mm. because there is, the fans love her. Right, they love her, but you have to act on it. You have to use that momentum. They love so Tony Storm too. Remember that? Tony, well, Tony Storm when she first came in, but then it was like you know, even when she won a championship, it kind of felt empty because it was, it was the interim, the interim was, championship, right? right? Pretend exactly. But now they was like, hey, <laughs> after the fact, guess what? It was real. Like, if you don't get that bullshit out of my face, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Don't tell me that now after I lost the championship. Get out of here. It don't matter. Hell no. I, I wouldn't even, if I'm her, I'm not even going to consider that a title reign. I don't care what they say. Yeah, like that. that no. That's even that more disrespectful. Be... Now you want to do it. Now no, you want to do it. Lost you had, you had no. plenty of opportunities when I was champion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could have done the same shit. But the day that Jamie Hader was all of a sudden, it's like, well, okay, uh, you know, I guess we're going to make it real. Her title reign and yours too. After the fact, no, no, not doing that. So that aside, though, um, oh, I like the the sit down interview that she had, nice. where she talked about you know um, uh, just her. Well, first being happy that she's finally getting a sit down interview. She said, "Hey, like Soraya gets a sit down interview. You know, all these other people getting a sit down. I want a sit down interview." And mm -hmm. she got it. So that was cool. And then she laid down the challenge. She basically said uh, Hikaru Shida was going to be in a match defending her title, which it's from – that title is from Japan, I believe. And yeah. she said, like, hey, the winner of, of Shida's matchup, if, if you know she retains, cool, I'm facing them, right? And so putting her immediately in something with Shida, who's someone who I respect a lot. I mean, I feel like they have not dealt with Shida well in AEW whatsoever. She held she it down had, during the pandemic. Yeah, it, it was it was, it was no respect for that. Not done well, not handled well at all her title reign. And even post title reign, I feel like she's kind of an afterthought, right? Mm -hmm. But I have a lot of respect for her. And so her being in a, a um, having a championship match right away with Sheeta, I feel like, okay, that's somebody that they have the cachet of being, she's still the longest reigning AEW women's champion. So that's cool. You get to at least say like, Jamie's going against the the top champ that they had or the longest reigning champ that they had. So yeah. try to start to build that resume, right? So I like that they're going right into that. It's not a thing where, you know, Jamie is is defending her title on dark or she's just, you know, not on television for two weeks, right? Like they're actually <laughs> showing her because these are things that happen, you know? So they're actually showcasing her. She gets a big match too. right away. I like it. I like what's happening. I like the start yeah. of what's happening. You know what? 
I can appreciate you're optimistic about this women's division. And that's cool. Me, on the other, <laughs> other side of the fence, the resident AEW hater, as, as, as I was done, <laughs> I, I am getting sick of this continuous pattern of the women's window. When does it stop? When does it end? When does it change? I thought Soraya was bringing change. Evidently not. We're just going to assimilate you in part of the women's block. Yeah. You know, and it's like in this time, it was what, 8 10, 8 15 to 8 30, 8 35, just yeah. back to back to back. So it was Jamie Hayter, then Jay Cargill, and then Britt Baker and Soraya. That's that's how I went. And that was it. Yeah. Tony Khan just like, here you go. I'm going to get it, just get it out the way. I wish I could do that with AEW with the format right now. I wish I could just get it out the way, just like the way he treats the AEW Women's <laughs> <laughs> Division. Can I do that? Let me just get it all, all out the way, man. man. Fuck all this. WWE. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I look. Just, I just want better. Cool. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're giving time to Jamie Hayter. Possibly making her look like a star. That's cool. Jay Carkill, what more can I say? Just just yeah. money. Just yeah. continue to build on her, you know, superstar until I don't know. She might she might jump ship because I don't know if AW can contain. I mean, she's eventually gonna go to Hollywood. I feel like that's she just she feels like a she, movie she has a lot of her. avenues. She has a lot, a lot yeah. of avenues. And shout yeah. out to to uh Jay Cargo. And Trinity, aka Naomi, they was out there hanging at a basketball game together, man. Mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But shout out to you two, man. You, you know, you brought up Jamie Hader and Che Garkill. I was like, I'm gonna fight all these urges, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's what we doing. Cool. cool. Yeah, because okay, so there's there's a couple things running through my mind right now. One is um, I definitely want to continue to, you know put over the women in the women's division, especially when I see something like this happen where there are positives to talk about. Um, But the other side of me is, is also saying, you know, I feel like we understand what Tony Khan and what AEW is doing with the women's division. As far as this is just it, this is, this is what it is. I don't like it, but I think about like the definition of insanity you know, expecting like doing the same thing over and again, over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. And I feel like I'm at a point where I'm Mm. just like, this is, I don't think they're going to change their format. I think that this is what it's going to be, unfortunately. And this is not the company where you will say the women's division is a huge part of the, the format or, or of the show. You know, if you want that, you're going to watch WWE, you know, you're going to watch impact. There's other companies that are going to feature the women more. AEW is showing us, you know, I don't think it's a time NXT. I don't think it's a time thing. I don't think be patient, all that. That's all BS. It's it's not that. It's not a network thing. It's not a network thing. That's all. No, what it is, is this is what Tony wants. This is what Tony sees as being the format he's looking for. Right. And that's it. There, there is the audience. So do the audience do not care about women's wrestling then? Well, okay. So I think that that could be the one thing that changes him as far as featuring them more. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and wait for that. 
I'm not sitting here looking for that anymore because we have three years of evidence to show and we see the growth and nothing's changed since Give it two year more one. years. A five you know, year, give it a five year no. review, a five year no. evaluation. <laughs> we come back. Come on. Right. Like he he just has the mindset that this is what he wants for his show. He wants to have he wants to showcase them, but in a block, right? Yeah. And there'll be promos and there'll be video packages in that block, and there'll be a one match in that match. block, one, one, women's, one women's match. And then the rest of it will be what it is. And that's just what he chooses to do. Quarterly pay-per-views? Yeah, pay-per-views then. Yeah, we'll have both champions defend their titles. So you get get two and maybe a third one if Britt Baker is not a champion. If I'm feeling Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling Lucy, he might throw in a third one. He might. (laughs) I mean, it's true. So I just feel like we're just at that point where I think we just all have to understand that for better or worse this is just what he wants this is just what they're doing and it's not gonna change based on network or anything else it's it's not these women are talented if they go to wwe right now they will be they'll have matches on raw on smackdown and it'll be like there'll be three or four of those matches all throughout that show sprinkled out spread out throughout the show sometimes main events I actually you know, you think may- Jay Cargo would be a better wrestler if she went to WWE just from their training infrastructure because I look at that's true with know, the performance center. Yeah. Yeah. I look at WWE NXT and I look at Kiana James, who was homegrown. I look at uh what's her name? Tiffany or yeah. that gr- that new girl. I showed you that new move. Mm-hmm. Has nothing, have no wrestling background. So Ruka, but did that awesome yeah. finisher, just yeah. athletic, and they know how to use that to their advantage. That's fair. Yeah, man, and I feel like if Papa H had Jay Cargo, he was like, "Give me six months, and she will be a different type of caliber in that ring." But mm-hmm. right now, you get what you get because it's just the way the infrastructure is. And but this is my follow-up question for you, man. Yeah, we you say what you say about you know this is what we're going to get for Tony. Yeah. So I would ask you: so is that enough for you to keep on watching? You know the the women's. Like to get you to care because to me it's gonna be a point like you know what man i'm just yeah. not invested i can't yeah. get behind this i think it's it's all about not being a fan of the division but being fans of the individual women the individual wrestlers okay and you know just knowing what to expect you know like there's so many different types so many different types of uh wrestling shows out there right now yeah. and so for me I love WWE. It's the best. You know, like they do the best as far as the overall product. Yeah, I right. I just WWE trust too. them, especially with Papa H running things. Yes. I just trust that what I'm going to get is quality now. You know, with like a new Japan, I know the kind of wrestling I'm going to get. And when I'm in the mood for, hey, it's going to be, you know, 60 minute matches. You know, maybe no frills here or there or whatever, but I want to see... 75-minute Okada matches. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> okay, so if Okada is is, is uh, in a match or... I mean, Switchblade's my dude right now. So yeah. if I if I can yeah. see Switchblade in a match, you know, um, just a bunch of those names, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, there's just different styles. And, and AEW has its own thing, too. It's kind of like an in-between of all that where you're going to get these, you know... 
some of these matches are going to be longer and drawn out and, and feature people from Japan against people from AEW, yada, yada. Like, and I do enjoy that, you know, and I just have to know that I don't have the power to chit. Like, control, I would love to see control. them change, yeah. but I'm not going to wait around for that when I got WWE giving me what I want, which is more of a balance. You know what I'm saying? Variety, so sure. I'll keep watching it, but... I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, they're, you know, like showcasing the women. And that's a great like if there's a free agent female wrestler right now. And let's just say they asked us for our opinion. Where should I go? You better believe I'm not telling them to go to AEW. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do not take, do not step one fucking foot, not even a toe in that motherfucker right now. (laughs) Don't do it. Talk no. To Papa H. Right. Hell, go to, to NXT. Yes, go to NXT. <laughs> That'll show you a lot of love. Yeah. Big card stories. Right. That's All just what it is. Because yes. to your point, developmental, like they don't have the structure, the facilities, the training to really even bring up somebody who's like just starting out and trying to find their, their legs. And even if you are super talented, like right now, Sasha Banks, you know, we don't know what the future holds for her. Yeah. If she goes to AEW, I have no faith in what that's going to look like, you know, as far as her changing everything and being featured more. I don't believe that. I don't know that. Right. Big, super, like that big debut. That's all it was. And it's over. That they suck all that power, that star power you had. And I don't feel not one different. Like every time I see you like, Oh, Saray is here. Exactly. You're just part of the AEW women's uh, roster now. Yeah. It's just, I kind of, I expect to see, Lots of, you know, matches where you'll see, you know, trios and, you know, like, like top rope moves and fast paced wrestling and, you know, tables and weapons and blood. Like, I know I'm going to get that. I know I'm seeing that. And I'll see one women's match. And it is what it is. That's the product they're giving me. Is that perfect to me? Is that everything I'm looking for in a show? No. You know, there's parts of it that I like, but. I still feel like it's missing something, you know, and and just because of my love of wrestling, I'm going to watch it. But let's say I was more casual. The more casual version of me probably is just going to see clips. I'll see a clip here or there, but I'm not going to sit there and watch a whole show. That's probably more the reality for how I feel like if I wasn't a dedicated fan to wrestling, it would just be... If I wasn't podcasting, yeah, I'm watching highlights. For there would be weeks where I would definitely yeah. just yep. say, hey, I, yeah, I don't need to see this. Let me just see what MJF is doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that would pretty much be it, right? I catch it on YouTube. I catch yeah, it on YouTube. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I'll flow through, like, Instagram exactly. or whatever. Cool. Let's see some clips of what happened on the show. Yes. Cool. But, you know, like, I love wrestling. And so me, I'll go and I'll gobble up everything. And, yeah, with the show, too, it's like. Okay, like I, I even more want to be able to discuss and talk about these things, but yeah, it's like AEW right now. It just feels like with with just the lack of balance with the women's division, and then you know, just in general with the storytelling, you know, not being balanced either. Like it's not balanced throughout the show with storytelling either. So there are things about the show that I do not like, yeah. and I think the storytelling part. What he just needs to realize, if they're not working on this already, is like bringing a team of writers to have this bigger picture plan and and do that and take that off your plate. You know, you could be in the room, you know, and and be there to have some kind of final say or executive like 
no, I'm, I'm vetoing this because I don't like this because from a business standpoint, the sponsors don't like this, that, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yep. But like the actual creative, like you need a, a Triple H. You need somebody in there to be able to guide this that knows what the fuck he's doing, you know? So, and it just feels kind of scattered right now um, with fast with, food, with everything. Yeah, exactly. We talked about it fast. Get him, in, get him out. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> Number two combo, got you. Here you go. Get the fuck out oh, my man. face now, man. I, seriously, seriously. I mean, that's basically what it is. You know, even like again, the fuse, the storylines, it'll be okay. Your fear, Ricky Starks and MJF is a one and done. Yes. They they built this great thing with these great promos. Next week they're gonna have the match, then it's done. Like, what? Like, no, that should not be what it is. Where's powerhouse Hobbs? Oh, dude. I mean, see, look, and man. you see my point why I have these. This concern about Ricky Starks, power out high. Yeah, I feel like okay, it's still room for growth for him to talk on the mic. But when he when he talks, it still sounds important. Yeah. It still sounds good. He has he can wrestle. He has a good presence. I love his new entrance. He, he he's like kneeling, and it's mm -hmm. like the spotlight. Pay attention to me. Yeah. Had this little 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 couple of weeks on TV. You know, Warlow Samoa Joe, and then yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I mean. You can say the same thing about Wardlow. And you can say the same thing about this next dude we're going to talk about. Because you, I know you had the second. So go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, <laughs> Let me look for him because we on, on the look. Where's Miro? <laughs> the return of where's Miro? Yes. Where is Miro? Yeah, man. I mean. Like I said, you wanted to add this in, man. So what? So what's going on? Where? Where is he? What? What? What is happening? What? What? What prompted you to bring this up? Short of just him being MIA, <laughs> because you talk about star potential. You talk. About, this is a former WWE talent. Mm -hmm. Former WWE talent. So you already know what, how he, you know, what, what type of appeal he has to the audience. And you saw that too when he, mm -hmm. you know, he came up with the game over, and then he changed it up. The story kept saving. Now he's just all about, you know, the God. Well, he's not God's favorite champion now. Not anymore. <laughs> that has been decided last year in Extreme Rules. <laughs> Let's get the what's up. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, but man. <laughs> he is nowhere to be seen. All right. And then Kip Sabian, they had some type of tease with the promo. Come to find out <laughs> who his surprise was. Was Trent, Trent mm -hmm. Seven, mm -hmm. yeah, guy from NXT, NXT UK, that guy. Yep. Hey, welcome to the roster. <laughs> oh man, he's gonna be on Dark a lot. Oh yes, he will. He's gonna be on Dark a lot. Yep. Yeah. Some six man tags. Eight -man I can, tags. I can already see it. Yep. I can already see it. Yep. Yeah. It, it is decided, son. <laughs> Hopefully, you just need something to stay busy until this NXT Europe kicks off. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> don't sign any long-term deals. Right. No five years, no seven no, years. No, don't do it. Man, when they're ready for that NXT UK, you, yeah, or NXT Europe. Yeah, NXT Europe. Hey, yeah, hey. yeah, just relax, sir. Keep your schedule open, sir. Yes. <laughs> Very open. <laughs> but this man right here, man. <laughs> Why? Why do we need to do this? I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to put the Waldo gear in the head, yeah. but it must be done. 
the matches he had was fire. When he was TNT champion was fire. I felt like yeah. we both felt like he was that champion. Oh, like, up yeah. there Kenny Omega, the shit he, he was, was doing. I, look, there was an argument to be made yes. Yes. that he was the bigger champion between him. It was Kenny at that time, right? Kenny, yep. Yep. We it was like which one of these two? It didn't feel like there was a difference between those two champions. It felt like they were on the same level. I mean, I'm not saying that now, no way. But he man, was in the crowded final oh, battle. God. <laughs> oh, oh man, dumb. No, <laughs> you was better off not saying nothing, dumb. Right. Oh, it's made it worse. Nothing. Oh, my heart. No, Miro, no. <laughs> we found Miro. We, uh, found, we found him in the crowd in final battle. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, Miro. Sorry. Oh, you deserve man. better. Yeah. You deserve way better. Golly. Yeah, that's it's it's fucked up, man. It's this thing about if he, he came back and he had a match with Bobby Lashley. Right yeah. With him and Brock Lesnar. Right. Or Drew. The dude that he is right now? What if he, I mean, him and, and Gunther. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Man, hold on. What am I? I got to get that ready, man. You got me geek right there, man. Where is that clip? Dude. Here we go. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, imagine. That would be insane. I mean, look, Sheamus and, and Gunther was fired, and I can only imagine Miro being able to do that and, and maybe a little extra, you know, because this dude is wild. Like, oh. And then the, the 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 storytelling that he had with God's favorite champion, just imagine that version of Miro going against Gunther. Like, these two just, oh, my God, just, oh. Yeah, let me stop. Let me stop. The energy stop. cannot just contain that. They would just... You right, know, destroy just the environment around them, just the energy, just you know, two anime characters, man. Just about yeah. to blow up the planet, man. We're about to fuck the planet. Yeah. Up. Man, <laughs> Cardiff anywhere would not be able to handle that. No, would not be able no. to handle that. That would be insane. Brains can't process of what yeah. they're visibly seeing right now, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I just I I I hope that. You know, Miro gets more love while he's still in AEW so we can see him again. Because I just want to see this man on television. But when his contract is up with AEW, he really needs to. Ring of Honor now. You know? Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. They don't even have a TV. I, I hope they're working no, no, on this No, they, they don't have a. Hold on. So. <laughs> oh, I got to contain myself. Oh, no. Woo. Okay. Woo. All right. So they don't have a network deal. They, oh, have, they, they have their own app. What? <laughs> it costs $10, $9.99. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. What? It was, it was sad doing the media scrub by Tony Khan. So I missed that. I stopped writing the, after he talked about William Regal. Was that the same one he talked about Regal? Oh, no, 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 no. This was, oh, it was a different day. one. Four final yeah, battles. Yeah, er, yeah, this, okay, this okay. earlier today after, after the After the, the yeah, yeah. show? Okay. Yes, yes. They have an app? An app. An app. I'm, what? 
can I get this app on my TV or is this just mobile? I, I just don't know, sir. I'm going to get more be, details as I'm it comes be... along. <laughs> no! What is happening? They got the app. Everybody's like, we're going to get the streaming deal. Bakley, we're going to get a streaming deal. We're going to get a streaming deal. And it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, I don't want to be on an app. Yeah, I mean, and you gotta pay for it, and you gotta pay, and you gotta pay separately. Who, no, come on, man, like that's just wrong. That's just wrong. And I know in the one that I listened to, he said that after Final Battle, they weren't gonna be featuring ROH as much on AEW, they were gonna severely minimize it. So, all the champions right now. Is oh, God, sorry, this <laughs> oh, but I found him. Oh, damn! Oh, damn! <laughs> damn, 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 <laughs> Honor Club is coming back. They had it before ROH went under, and you used to be able to get it on your TV. Okay, so all right, so you you used to be able to get it on your TV, so maybe they'll have it so you can have it on your TV again. So Who's gonna pay for that though? Contain. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be optimistic. My whole thing right now is to try I, to be I, as optimistic I, as possible. Do that, sir. With <laughs> AEW and with wrestling in general, I want to find the positives. Yeah, all right, that's what we do. That's what. Hey, we do. man, like the Messiah mind, the visionary, the revolutionary. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to find the positives. But you got the tribal chief as your co-host, and I gotta be real. I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm having a hard time with this. this I mean, dude, the network, WWE Network was, was 10 bucks, $9.99. And look at all that content you had gotten. Yeah. And now this is just this is just Ring of Honor. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm paying 10 bucks for just Ring of Honor. No AEW. Yeah, not even AEW. Just Ring of Honor. The like, and that's that's just <laughs> come on, let's be real. <laughs> the main oh. love for Tony. Is AE Dub Ring of Honor is the side piece? Okay, yeah, yeah, let, let's, let's be yeah. real. It, that's the, that's the that's the one he don't really you know. It's just like yeah, we we cool and all, but you know, like it's all about AEW for him. So not on I this, just, sir. Not on this, Dom. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I don't <do> <laughs> that power positivity. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. I really am. I really am. I, I want to say that good for them that they have something. Some way to separate because one thing we did talk about, one thing we did talk about was AEW was getting cluttered with all the ROH stuff. So let's forget about Ring of Honor for a second. All right, let's forget about them for one second because it, it may very well be forgotten being yeah. on this app. So let's be real about this. Let's 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 forget about them. AEW, I think, will benefit from this move, right? Putting okay. Ring of Honor on the app. And then having more TV time for AEW cool. gets it less messy for AEW. But I think the real messy. No, I know, I know, I know, but hear you me see, out. This ain't number AEW dark, but you're paying money for it now. I, what I'm saying is, I'm not, I am not paying for this app. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what I appreciate it because I am watching Dynamite. Is it's less cluttered with because I was not liking how much ROH was being featured it, it on AEW. I felt like it was too messy. Storylines going on all over the place. I'm just like, ah, no. 
let me focus on just AEW championships, AEW storylines. I'm trying to figure that out. It's already hard enough to try to pick out the AEW storylines when you're adding in all these ROH guys, and it's like, is yeah, that I'm a champion. AEW story? I'm a champion too. Right. I'm like, a, how I have many a Ring of Honor six man title. Well, we got, we have, we <laughs> right. got six man titles over here too. You know, like every once in a while, opening up the forbidden door, fine. You know, you want to do that, that's cool. But they were damn near one company. It was like ROH and AEW were all one and the same. And I'm like, okay, if you separate it out, that's less clutter within AEW. So that's one positive I will say for AEW specifically. For ROH, this is an uphill battle, right? This is an uphill battle because you're trying to convince people to pay 10, but you get people you have to love the history of ring of honor specifically to say i have to have this i don't care where it is it's like look let me okay you you and i both we're we're kids of you know that like time where we had spider-man on fox and yep. x-men on, yep. on fox and beast wars and all this beast stuff right Wars. so if i told you that hey you know us being fans of that there's an app. So let's say Disney Plus didn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. And I was gonna create an app specifically for that stuff that we that we love from our childhood. That hey, ten bucks, and you get to relive and rewatch all of that. Power Rangers, Beast Wars, you know, all this this nerd shit that we love. I would say it would take that kind of love for people to want to go and and buy this. They're banking on Ring of Honor truthers people who love Ring of Honor, to go and and pay for that. And, hey, good luck with that, you know? But that is an uphill battle as far as I'm concerned. And if they think they can convince their investors, maybe they can find a streaming deal going this route because WWE did the same thing. They built an app, but it was successful. They put all their pay-per-views contained with that in that 10 right in that ten dollars right and then they ran it for a few years smoothie and were they able to get a streaming deal with peacock for right billions of dollars right so they think they can follow that same roadmap but uh-huh. they don't have the audience for it though right that's the that's the thing is it's gonna i don't know if there's enough ring of honor truthers to make it work you need new fans to build it to really make this work. And, that's what and I don't know how you draw them to this. Like, I, I just don't know. Casual fans are not going to watch Ring of Honor. No. It's just not going to happen. They're going to watch WWE. Yep. And maybe they'll watch AEW on TBS, you know, because it's right there. You just click and you're there. I, I as a casual fan, I'm going to pay 10 bucks for this Ring of Honor. What? 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 Like, it's, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. I love wrestling. I'm telling you right now. I'm not paying $10 for this app. <laughs> I'm not. I'm telling you right now. I was hoping, hey, it would be on television. I set my DVR. I let it record. And I can watch it at my own time. That'd be cool. But to tell me that I have to pay 10 bucks, like, no, I'm not. Oh, man. You're just ruining it. You're ru- Look at my lips. You're ruining it. Ruining. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. That's wild, man. I mean, uh, I'm 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 trying. I'm trying to to not shit on it too much. You think me, AW hater, 
gonna pay nine now <laughs> for the Ring of Honor app. Fuck no. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is decided. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's move on from that. Oh, Let's man. Move on from WWE. <laughs> Damn, some WWE talking about. Oh, man. And with WWE, you know what time it is. This is definitely, we're going to start things off right with the bloodline. It's all about the bloodline here, WWE. There was a lot going on for the bloodline this week. It's, it's a lot to track. I actually want you to go ahead and talk about your experience watching oh the various stories being just just nurtured within WWE when it comes to the bloodline, when it comes to Sami Zayn and the Usos and the double handshake now, when it comes to Solo being a badass and destroying Riddle. Now fuck and, with that, and man. Also, right. And, well, and also Solo kind of, you know, in everything, this man, arms crossed, not really participating. You know, he's right there right in, to get the ones up, but he, he's... There's something going on with Solo where this man knows. Solo knows. Whatever is going on, <laughs> Solo knows. <laughs> so go ahead, man. <laughs> Maybe the tribal chief, you know, that one time they was, you know, uh, he was dipping off and Jimmy thought he was going to ride with him. He was like, nah, he wants Solo. Solo. <laughs> man, he told him something. Solo knows. Maybe he told him something, man. <laughs> Oh man, but you know, hold on, let me get my clip ready because I need my clips ready because I stay ready with the clips and I need my clip, especially we talking about WWE. Oh boy, yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, bloodline, shout out to the bloodline. See that title, they do run WWE. No, that's facts. That's yes, it's not debatable. Hear that, Bruce? It's not debatable. It's not debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Get the ones up. Dude, they are just rolling right now. They just firing on all cylinders. I love when they came to to Raw and they just having a good time. They out there. They showed the backstage video. I think they are like in a little underground parking garage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is interviewing them. And Elias came out wrong place, wrong time. Came off that bus came oh out. God. He was like, "What's all that racket going on?" <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Solo bit that corner. Oh, oh man! Well, it started with Riddle. Oh yeah. remember Riddle and was on the scooter. Came down the scooter, zoomed through him, and, and like, Solo what? just took off. I'm like, Solo okay. was running out to his ass. Like, I'm gonna get him. Maybe about to take care of that. <laughs> Sunday lights came out. Man, what's all this racket going on out here? <laughs> oh man, they fucked that man up. They fucked that man up, bro. I felt, I felt, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Teach a man how to squabble. <laughs> yup. Oh man, and it was a perfect setup because. They had the bloodline where the Usos uh, going against. Who were they going against? I they were supposed to go against uh, Elias and Riddle, but, but then Elias got taken out. So Riddle came out to be like, KO. Yep, 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 yep. So they came out. So they had they they had a solid match, good match. Yeah. All right. 
uh, towards the well, end. Before you get to that, you got. Yeah. I mean, there was also um, it was Riddle was was saying something, and Sammy cut him off and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because I oh, think he talked yeah. about being Usi, and then he's like, "Look, I'm an Usologist. I'm an Usologist." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "My dog, hold up, my dog, my dog." <laughs> Like put the put the brakes on there, right? Oh man! Uh, so after that, they had the match: KO Riddle against the Usos. Strong fucking match. Love the one D. I love that Usos incorporated that as their finisher. Now it's oh man, it's oh, great. God. And they hit it like different various ways. Now off the top rope, off mm-hmm. the, the war games, off the fence. I was yep. like, shit, man! It they can hit it. Different ways, and I like yeah. that. Just out of Shout nowhere. Shout out to the Dudley Boys because you know, yes. obviously, yes. it was theirs, but yes. they are taking it and then trying to take it to another level. Yes. So I, I love they it. They all a little stank on it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but we we get to the match. They do a f- strong close finisher, one uh, D on Riddle takes the pin, and then KO comes out. I think he had a chair. He's getting one of the Usos. He's about to get. It's about to get Sammy. He comes out. He runs. They all running. All right. KO's chasing him. You see Riddle still, still in the ring. But Solo, he has some other stuff on his mind. All right. He this dude. He he he, he fucked this man up. He did the Samoan spike. Shout out to his uncle Umaga, which I gotta. I just love that. I called it. I called yes. it. I called it at War Games. I was saying this dude. There's that some Umaga in him, man. I yes. see what they're doing. He was they went all over, in on that. He was took over by the by the spirit, and he it was just like a mirror. Just, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I was like, oh. Yeah. He, he wasn't done, though. He wasn't done. Got the chair, put the chair, wedged it in between Riddle, put him in the corner. Solo on the other side of the corner. Oh, boom. Yep. Took his ass out, man. I was like, wow, Riddle's fucked up. He he's fucked done. Up. They say he's out for six weeks. I was like, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. That ass whooping he just took. Shit. Yep. yep. Man. That's what you get. You shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh, man. It was man. cool seeing that. Like, I think WWE, they had posted a side-by-side of, or not side-by-side, but it was intercutting Umaga and Solo in those moves that they were yeah. doing that that Solo was doing of his uncle Umaga and it was cool man I we could see it you know being teased a little bit here and there and then at mm-hmm. war games it, it really showed up yeah and I'm like oh shit and then now on Raw he I mean he had his thumb wrapped up and everything and just every mannerism he was doing all he was missing was the face paint that was it which he don't even have to do all that but it was it was awesome man I love that <laughs> Hey, yes, yes. <laughs> I already know. Yep, Dom, you already know. The minute we get to WWE, see, see, we look at the smile on his face. I have Jesus. fun with it. I get, I get, I get stories. I get juicy stories. Just not from the bloodline. I get other stories. Women's division. Holy shit. Oh man, Dom, I almost, I almost didn't bring that up. Thank you, thank you. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh yeah, that Maga tribute had me in the fields. Yes, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But man, the bloodline—they just on ten and continued that momentum into Saturday on the SmackDown. 
And we had a another tag team match against the Brutes. This time, a little different version of it. We had Sheamus and Butch going against the Usos. Another crazy match, hard hitting. They they just don't miss, man. You know, they just been having just spectacular matches. You know, and shout out to the Usos being number one in the PWI tag teams. Ooh, nice. Yes. Well deserved. Yes. Well deserved. The ones, FTR. The two favorite. <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, because I tried. I, mean, I would say, you know, hey, FTR, they're good in ring storytellers. All right. But that's they stick in this bubble because of Tony. All right. It's nothing outside of that. It's no stories outside of the ring. But who guess who who takes who takes care of that other half and give us in ring stories? The Usos, because they the ones. Get them ones up. And y'all the twos, FTR. You hear that, Bruce? I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, anyway. I'm not hearing any lies there. Like, I've, I've said it before. I've said it again. Especially with the Usos. That's my favorite tag team all mm. time. Like, that team is just amazing. Like, from day one, they came on the scene, and they were just different, you know. And them, and it was Tamina, you know, she was with them in the beginning, yeah. and you see their growth. There's actually videos that they put together of just like their entrances over time, mm-hmm. you know, and just that. seeing that right. Then promos they did when when the, the Uso penitentiary was a thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, th- these dudes have been on another level for a hot minute now. And now being with the tribal chief in the bloodline, this is like this is the height of the title, like undisputed tag undisputed team. Undisputed, there's no tag sub champions in one company, there's only one champion for the tag team, yeah, yeah, that's the Usa. Yep, facts, yeah, and they ain't lose their match, so I'm just saying, yeah, FTR. But now, so there was another thing that happened towards what well, within SmackDown after I think it was after the matchup where they told yeah. Sam, and it was Jay. Was yeah, talking sitting to Sam. in a weird position, squatting. Just <laughs> it was weird. I thought that caught me off guard a little bit, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then they had a little sidebar conversation. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, you know, Tribal Chief showing in Chicago next week. You know, maybe we should trim that up, man. You know, get the three grade, trim that. get the number three, trim that beard up. You know, get that hair. You know, because we got something special for you. It's gonna be a big night." Oh, so I was man. like, "Ah, okay." Mm. So. Before I was like, oh, shit, either this could be really bad or this could be really good. Uh-huh. All right. One way or the other. But then, you know, shout out to Ivan the Professor. He, you know, he said he brought me back down. He hooked me up. That's my other, my other bloodline brother. He was like, you know what? It's all good, man. They're just gonna bless him. They're gonna make it official. They're gonna call him Sammy Usos. Like, yeah, you're right. You are right. We're still keeping this going. We're still keeping this going. I'm like, yes, you are right. So I'm not even thinking about the the negative part. I'm going to be positive. Power positivity right now. That's beautiful. You know what? It's beautiful that you're thinking positively because, you know, when they do eventually break your heart, it's going to make it all that much more raw. It's just going to make it more raw. You're not going to see it coming. It won't be predictable. And when they hit you with it, you're going to be in the fields. You're going to be in the fields. Everybody's going to be in the fields when that happens. Because the first time when they ripped the shirt, take that shirt off, and they were ripping it off, I, dude. Yo, I felt I like felt oh, I was fuck. like, oh man, like, this, is, this is messed up. I feel sorry for Sammy. I didn't think it was possible for them to make Sammy even feel more like, oh, he's made it, he's yeah. done it. 
you know, like, and then take it away. Like, that felt bad. Imagine how bad it's going to feel now. Jay Uso is on his, they're doing double, <laughs> double handshakes. Like, he's feeling love good. Him. Jay's That's telling him, hey, man, you know. Uh, and I guess Tribal Chief is addressing Survivor Series and, yeah. like, war games. And we talked about this. Yeah. Yep. That Sammy basically, you know, he was the MVP. He was. He, he was the, the star for yeah. the bloodline. This guy in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's in the middle. It's not the <laughs> Tribal Chief. It's not Sammy. I mean, it's like, who's, who's, who? We'll say who's, it. Char- who's on the- top? Who's the charge? Who's the ah! most important member of the bloodline? Is it, is it, is, I mean, it's got to be Roman, right? No way it could be, it could be Sammy, right? It can, and, and look, we all know, but Sammy's being highlighted a lot right now. He has got a lot of the spotlight. You see Tribal Chief right there looking at him? Wow, Sammy has got the one up. He's like, yeah, yeah. Tribal Chief's like, hmm, hmm, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, man. I'm just saying, it may not be in Chicago. It may not be. Maybe you get a little bit it's more. Not gonna time. happen in Chicago. It's not. Hey, not in Chi Town. Maybe. I look. It may not happen. It may not happen it, right it, now. It won't happen. I will tell sir. you what I want to see happen. I would love for them to 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 keep continue what they're doing. Yes. Right. Continue to build Sammy up. Make him feel like, yeah, you know, you you did it. It's all about you, man. Like, you did this. You won. You won at War Games. You made this happen. Sounds like Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> you, exactly. Hey, who's running WWE right now? <laughs> it's Triple H. This is some Triple H-ass <laughs> shit right now. You know it. You know that's what this man does. He's setting you up. <laughs> you Where you at, Ivan? I need you again, man. Where you at, man? Please ain't helping me right now. Yeah, help me. I need you. Hey, man. I'm just trying to tell you. It may not happen now, but what's beautiful about this is the emotion, the investment that everybody has into the story and into Sammy. It's going to make the fall so just, oh, my fucking God. What just happened? That is going to be a moment that will be like a classic moment yeah. in WWE when it does happen. Yep. And the more I think about that happening, depending on the timing, if that happens before Royal Rumble or let's even forget Royal Rumble for a second, before WrestleMania, that brings in the question like, okay, the biggest match that I could see if that were to happen before WrestleMania would be Sammy versus Roman Reigns. Like that, that is – as much as I want to see Cody or The Rock go against Roman, my God, Sami Zayn, that story makes so much sense to do, to have those two guys go against each other. If they do that, Sami's going to be clean cut. We're going to be thinking back to like NXT Sami. He's going to be looking fresh. <laughs> Bruh, they're setting him up to be no, not. in a big match. I'm just trying well, to look. Well, baby. look. Look, Maybe. I'm getting excited about this, man. Like, he's I love great storytelling just he's, like he's you. He's getting made, all right? He's getting made. He's, he's getting, getting made into a proper himself. opponent for the tribal so. chief. That's what he's getting made into. You're lying. No, he's lying. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns is lying. 
fucking with. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. I don't need this. Oh, I don't need this. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Stop it, dude. Great stop stories. it. Hmm. It's what you need, man. You need you need obstacles. Great stories it has ups and downs. The ups are too. This is this is too. This is too good. This is too good. This, you know this, a good this, setup. This is this is just way too good. It's I, way too good. It's just way too good. You know, you, you know when you watch a movie and you're like, oh yeah, everything's great. You know something fucked up's about to happen. You know something. Someone's head's about to get blown off. Some crazy shit's about to happen. Well, where you know we're gonna be. Yeah. I'm just hey, Sammy. Hey man. Watch your back. <laughs> Watch your back. No. <laughs> and Kevin won't be there to save him. Not initially. He's gonna be like, hey man, you did this. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we bloody start praying for Devin. The breakup is coming. Oh. Yeah, oh. Dude, man. Lies. You can feel it. Lies. It's a great story waiting to happen. Mm. No. Hey man. I look, you know how I feel about him. Like Roman going against the rock. It is it's cool for like that legacy match for Roman Reigns to beat the there's no other outcome. He's gonna beat the rock. For him to beat the rock and stamp it, he's the head of the table. This is his generation. It's it's all about him. So I'm I'm cool with it for that. But for the title, if Roman Reigns is still champion, I'm not with that match. I want to see Roman Reigns go against someone like a Cody, or <laughs> I cannot believe I'm even saying this. Sammy Zayn, make it happen. Make it happen. That is money. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Sammy Zayn main eventing main eventing WrestleMania? No. Yes. No, it, it That's what be, this is all about. No. This is about no, Sammy Zayn main event no. WrestleMania. He's gonna tag with KO and they're gonna have a tag match with the Usos at WrestleMania. All right. That's I mean, what that's, we're getting. That's cool. That's cool. That's what and we're that, getting. That is very realistic. Very realistic with him and KO. Yes, that is very realistic. But there is something about Sammy with the tribal chief that just feels like, holy shit. Like, that is a mind-blowing matchup to even think about. Maybe they give us that before WrestleMania. Maybe it happens then. He loses to the tribal chief, but then he teams up with KO, and then that's where we have it a mania. Maybe that happens. But I do see a match between Sammy and and Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, for the undisputed Universal <laughs> Championship. Oh my God, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That is perfect. Why? <laughs> because. <laughs> because. No. Hey, it'll Sammy, be the Rock and the Tribal Chief. I'm here right. for you. <laughs> Rock Superstar. and Tribal Chief. They, they're making that, him the next. The Rock. Dude, Sami Zayn is on a level where he could be the next Daniel Bryan. Like, he really could. If they turn him, like, super face, this crowd is ready for it. They're ready. So you think they just pivot because of Sammy? He's just. Because of Sammy. He's great. Sammy's great. They finally got him to a. When he was in NXT. Going against like you know the Cesaros and Kevin Owens, the thought was, hey, this NXT crowd loved that man. He was so over, and it and that was Papa H. And then he got to WWE. He got injured going against John Cena, you know, and then it was like it was almost like Finn Balor all over again. 
Like it just a lot of this shit paused. And then he found his footing, you know, with KO. And then he was he was a heel, and then him a KO versus Shane and Daniel Bryan. You know, they had that old thing. Like, you know, there's been some stop starts for for Sami Zayn. And then uh now you look at it, it's like it's almost like Papa H is getting to bring the Sammy that he saw in NXT to the main roster. This this is if not for Triple H, stop prophesizing. Stop I it. Don't, look, man. Stop it. The Messiah, the visionary no. brain. Like, look oh, how you man. influencing Dom now. Mm. Imagine Sammy in the main event and Manny. I dreamt of that shit. That yeah, go. let's fucking go. Yes. Where's, where's Ivan? There we go. Where, where you at? I've been looking for you. <laughs> it's saying the Sammy and Owens versus Usos at Mania and Chapel Chief versus Cody night one and Rock night two. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but that's still Sammy going against the Usos. So oh, they're yeah. still going to break up. <laughs> and that one, they're still breaking up. But you're yesing. You don't want that. You want them to, to stay together. <laughs> think the bloodline will, will break up after that. Uh, look, you think that Sammy can team up with KO and they're still together? No way. Oh, well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know it has to happen. If oh, that's yeah. what we're getting, yeah. then that's still a breakup. It is what it is. Well, that like, breakup is cool, but the breakup you're talking about and then him challenging the tribal chief, that. So you so that. you're you're okay with them breaking up and, and him going against um the Usos over him going against Roman Reigns. Yes. Why? Is there a fear that maybe Sami Zayn beats <laughs> the tribal chief? Are you concerned, sir? Why are you afraid of that? Why would you <laughs> is there some doubt you think he could actually beat him? Guy, pal, trust me, you're not that guy. Okay. <laughs> just this one time. It. Just this one time. <laughs> I would not have it. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, Let's go. Hashtag forever champ. Hashtag, Hashtag now, Sammy Zayn versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Hashtag forever champ. Say, I'm gonna me. have to change. I'm gonna have to change my Royal Rumble pick now. That's I had true. Cody this whole time. I think I'm going with Sammy. <laughs> I want Sammy to win the whole thing. Please, <laughs> let me get the story. Cody, you got time. You'll be around for a while. Yeah, we don't need that. We need Sammy Zayn. If Cody never got hurt, maybe this is different. But now, oh, man, Sammy, he's – this is great. This is great. I just love how this is making you, like, sweat. No, you're you're a non-believer. You've always been a non-believer, all right? Every time – the, the tribal <laughs> chief is some major obstacle. Uh, yeah. John Cena. Oh, John Cena's going. What happened? No. Yeah. I said. I said tribal chief. He will. Who's going to be universal champion for over a year? No, he won't. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Look. You know the reason why? 
is because of the storytelling. Because they've done a good job for me, because I'm very objective, all right? You, regardless of whatever happens, you are ride or die with the Tribal Chief, and I respect that. I respect that. I watch as an objective viewer, and I'm looking at the story, and I'm saying, hey, the story with KO, man, they told a great story, brought in the family and everything. I'm like, you know what? Dude, if they were going to ever do this for KO again, this makes a whole lot of sense with the way that they're telling the story. So I was with that. With uh, Seth Rollins, clearly he's like, this is the one dude that has this man's number. I could totally see him becoming, you know, being the guy to beat him. Mm -hmm. But obviously they had Roman Reigns saying, you know what, I'm going to get myself DQ'd because, yeah, he does have my number. (laughs) So, I mean, in these scenarios, Drew McIntyre, look, that thing was in Cardiff. That crowd was unbelievable for Drew. Unbelievable. It was like home court event. You could feel it. Tribal Chief gets booed, but not like that. Not like that. There's a lot of respect for the Tribal Chief. You see the ones go on the air in every arena he's in. But in Cardiff, they were not having it. It was like, uh uh-uh, no. It was almost like CM Punk in Chicago. Like He he didn't like that. Right. And he, right. And he even acknowledged that and said, nah, sir, you asking these questions? You need to do what they didn't do and acknowledge me. Shut the fuck up and acknowledge me. (laughs) Like, you can tell he was pissed off. Acknowledging me. Oh, yep, yep. Treated him. Said, that's it. What I love about that clip too is what happened after that, where the the person that was media uh, mediating or whatever was like, "Well, and and that's it. Like that's, he's gone." And then they all look at that dude like, "Dude, what the fuck? Like this is your fault. I can't even ask a question. Could you just acknowledge him at the beginning? What the right? Oh, man. But this is all, I think, a a product of great storytelling when it comes to the Tribal Chief. This is honoring the Tribal Chief. The reason why Sammy is where he's at, the reason where Sammy is where he's at, where we even can say all of this, is because of him and the way he is putting him over. So it is a tribute to the Tribal Chief to even say, oh, man, Sammy Zayn, we were not saying this. Prior to Sami Zayn being in the storyline, so just just take that as a positive. And hey, if if if, you know the the tribal, let's say Sami Zayn were to win, that is a product. (laughs) That is a product of Roman Reigns. He's helped make him a megastar. He can't. You can't say Sami Zayn's title reign and talk about it without mentioning the tribal chief. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because I've been predicting my tribal chief footprint every time you become. And I acknowledge that it's great. You've you've been right on it. You've been. Now everybody is seeing what I have seen for the last couple years. (laughs) You know, it's funny you put up Michael Irvin because that is what you are when it comes to the tribal chief. You are the Michael Irvin. And he's the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> well, except and he actually wins. He actually wins championships. Wins. You know, Dallas Cowboys, they ain't won a yeah, championship man. in a hot minute. So, you know, yeah. Know. But the love, oh. the unconditional love that you have for the Tribal Chief is very Michael Irvin-esque. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, 
that's that is apropos. That that clip right there, that is you with the tribal chief, hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> oh man, it's all fun. Great storylines there, man. You know, I I, I appreciate everything that we're getting from the bloodline. This is look at this. Look at new <laughs> new hashtag new tribal chief. You know, you know, Dom, I didn't think I had to put this clip up. Yes. Yes. The worst crime you can commit is dick riding without a license. I knew oh, it. I knew that was not happening here. I knew it. <laughs> damn. Oh, man. I could talk about this. I, I'm almost like, damn, the other topics, man. Like, this is the one right here. <laughs> This is the one. Everything else is cool, but this right here, this could be its own show. Oh man, dude! But now nah, we gonna we gonna give you a break. We gonna give you a break. We are gonna lay off. Nah, you know, nah, you can calm like, down. I'm, I am an acolyte for the tribe. Yeah, I, take a deep breath. I'm built to take it. I'm built. Hold on, what my? Yeah, you know, where my clip at? Let me get it ready. Yeah, I'm built differently. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh man, cool, cool. Let's move on, man. You're gonna be okay, you know. When Sammy's in the new trouble chief, you're gonna be all right too. All right, moving on. Bailey Sneak versus this. Alexa Bliss. Sneak this. <laughs> Sneak this. Get the image up. Yo, there we go. There we go. We back. We back. All right. So Bailey and Alexa Bliss. So these two, they won their respective triple threat matches. So now they will be going against each other for the number one contendership to Bianca Belair's uh, Raw Women's Championship. Um, there was a tease um, earlier on, though, about Becky and uh, and uh, Becky Lynch and Bailey. Yeah. That the two of them, it's been on again, off again. Like like mm-hmm. Bailey is hurt and Becky's there. Becky's hurt. Bailey is there. You know, during the pandemic, you know, Bailey was holding it down and, Be- and Becky left because she was going to be a mother. So they hadn't had a match in a long time. And so that tease right there kind of, you know, I, I, I had a feeling we were going to go this direction when, you know, the way they were featured in war games. But seeing it here and then hearing Be- uh, Becky Lynch break it down the way she did about them not really crossing paths, I was like, huh, I didn't even really grab that i was like okay we're going back to two of the four horsewomen going against each other tried and true thing for the women's division like if if you don't know what else to do just grab two of them and have them go against each other and it's probably going to be a banger of a match so you can't go wrong but to think like wow not only that but these two have not faced off against each other i'm like shit i really want to see that so i feel like that's probably wrestlemania like that's where we're going with the two of them potentially um, yeah, maybe, maybe it's because we also had another stare down too. Well, so there was also Rhea Ripley who had the stare down with Becky Lynch. There's a lot of staring down going on. I'm gonna fight all these urges, my brother. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. There's a lot that was fire. That was fire too. Oh, I, yeah, I more want to see Rhea versus Bianca Belair. That I think we're it, gonna get there. That, that's I. That's the one I want. But Becky and Rhea, that right there is fire too. So, but all that said, all those possibilities, we ended up getting Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the number one contendership. On Alexa Bliss's side, there's been the teases. I mean, you just showed mm-hmm. them. Bray Wyatt was there, right? And so 
There's been moments where we see Alexa Bliss and the way she's staring off into the distance and kind of, you know, getting back to the whole. Not giving a damn about what's going on around her right now. Exactly. So, you know, I think there's a split on how people feel about this from from what I'm kind of paying attention to. Yeah. I personally like the idea of going back to it with Bray. The thing I didn't like about her character before with the Hocus Pocus and all that with Randy Orton and, and, and stuff was it was without Bray. You know, and then when Bray got released, yeah, that was she weird. kept yeah. it going and it just yeah. felt awkward because it's like this is Bray's gimmick, you know, and, and him not being there, you should probably change it up, you know, or make it completely your own somehow. Like try yeah. to do it your own way. And they ended up going away from it, but now he's back. And so I think there's some people that are like, ah, you know, we didn't like the way that she was when she was. I actually loved it when she was with him. You know, that pairing between those two. And there is unfinished business because the last time he was in the company, she had cost him the match against Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. So what happened there? Why did she choose that? Like we can go back to that story and have there be a discussion. Maybe Bray forgives her. But Uncle Howdy, whoever this is, is like, damn that. Uncle Howdy. Right. <laughs> He's like, uh, no. Like, you don't forgive. You lying through your teeth. You still pissed off about it. You still mm-hmm. want to handle that. So mm-hmm. I like the story potential there. And I think that it makes sense. Just long-term storytelling, unfinished business, close that off. And whatever happens, happens. But with Alexa, I feel like that is something to give her that makes sense. That, you know, especially with Bray being back now and, and just everything going on, I like the fact that Alexa is at least going to try to bring closure to that story. If it leads to her being in this new group, if it is going to be a faction, Possible I'm faction. cool with that too. Yeah. Right. I'm cool yeah. with that too. That That's a good point that we might get a tree branch that Alexa might, you know, join this faction. And then along with the next topic we got after that, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who might join too mm-hmm. so uh, i'm i'm definitely in, interested in that but man shout out to papa h who's just he's putting a lot of a lot of uh thought into this women's division on the raw side because it's a lot of tree branches of different yeah views that can go if there was teasing you know especially we was talking about rhea ripley you know rhea ripley and, and Becky, that stare down was so yeah. fucking nice it was on point. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yeah. And give me that. Yes. And even though I want Rhea versus Bianca, it'll be cool that on that roadmap that Rhea beats Becky on the way to face Bianca. I, I like that. I, I like think that. That would be a better setup like yeah. that. Yeah. To show that. Put she, her over. Yep. That she just might be that chick. You know, mm-hmm. and put people, you know, put that little doubt in people's head that, you know, hey, this could be a tough, tough opponent for, mm-hmm. for Bianca because they got mm-hmm. history. So I, I like that. As, I like that as well. And then Bailey and Becky. Oh, my God. You know, just give me that. It's a classic waiting to happen between those yes, two. Yes. I felt like, you know, when Bailey came back from SummerSlam, hell of a debut, but I feel like she's been in this neutral gear, even facing Bianca that's a couple of times. Uh, I think she just needs something different and maybe step away from the title and link up with Becky. Yeah. Yeah. I think this will be a good feud to remind people of what 
made Bailey great in the first place. You know, like her, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, they changed the game. You know, and for those two to make magic together in the ring on a great stage like that, that would be amazing. And I think, yeah, she needs that. I feel like, you know, the the damage control group, you know, is is it started out hot because it's like, yep. oh, Bailey's back and she's bringing EO Sky, Dakota Kai. Wow. You know, like that's cool. Yep. And then it feels like it's tapered off a little bit because with the women's tag team division, it's just kind of it's not fully established. They never they never really established actual tag teams they didn't. in that division. And so it's kind of like, OK. It's cool. They're all talented. They're all great wrestlers, but the chemistry, the storylines, like there's not really a story for any of the tag teams just as tag teams. Like there's the whole thing about like we're taking over, we want control, all that kind of yep. stuff. That's cool. But like actual like personal rivalries and feuds, the best thing we got was with Asuka and Io, where the two of them were going at yes. it, in, you know, in yes. Japanese. And like the crowd was eating that up. Going and so crazy. I think if find a way to harness that you know and really try to build up this animosity between you know tag teams actual tag teams in that division okay cool then it would be helped so yeah i feel like with for for bailey it's not a failed attempt it's not it's not a complete failure Mm -hmm. but i do feel like it would be nice to to get people to remember and help to reestablish bailey as a top like like star again in WWE right now. She feels like there's, there's a legacy there for sure. And we all know the name Bailey and we all respect her, but I want to see Bailey feel like she did when, when she was women's champion, the ding dong and she's coming out and the pyro's going off and you just feel like, Oh my God, like Thunderdome Bailey was on a different fucking level. And this feels nothing like Thunderdome Bailey, like the energy, the, I don't know. Like that's it's a good missing. point. I, yes, yes, yes. So I want that. Harness that. Find a way. Pop H yep. can figure that out for sure. And I think this is one way to do it. Is damage control hurting have... that though? What's that? Is is damage control hurting that though? I don't think it's about damage control. It's always about the story. Yeah. You know, at yeah, the end of the day, true. it's always yeah, about yeah, the story. Yeah. You can yeah. tell it because all if if any of them weren't like talented or pulling their weight, I'd say, okay, yeah, there's the weak link right there. It's it's yeah. that person or that. But we know EO Sky is amazing, right? Like in NXT, we saw her run. She's amazing. Nice. Dakota Kai, I feel like is someone who's always had great potential. When she was a face in NXT, I'm like, huh, okay, this is cool. But when she turned heel, I was like, oh shit. Okay, you know, her and Tegan Knox and just the animosity that those two had, and she Woo. kicked her in the face during war games and just said, Nah, damn this. Yeah, I'm gonna go like, out. I'm gonna go out. Hold on. Right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like she has that potential to be that hated heel. Yeah. And we I mean, again, EO Sky, we know. So those two, and then putting Bailey at the height of her powers together. If I were to tell you, we're gonna take the the Dakota Kai who kicked Tegan Knox in the, Tegan Knox in the face, the EO Sky who was champion in NXT and was coming out to Missy Elliott music and just being like a beast, and then <laughs> Bailey <laughs> during the pandemic and put them in a faction like oh fuck like this is this is gonna be a, a home run. Yeah. So I think it's story. I don't think it's it's actually them. They got it in them. Uh, guess who showed up to the chat? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Johnny. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. man. Go ahead and hit him with it. Go ahead and hit him with it. Welcome to the chat. <laughs> hey, you know, formalities, sir. I got you. you there. Sitting at home. Acknowledge me. And there we go. That, that comment right there. You're lying. <laughs> Salute to you, Johnny, man. Welcome, man. Welcome, man. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I almost lost my train of thought with all that. Yeah, I, I was know, thinking, Johnny. <laughs> that first clip, what I really love about that, I mean, I've probably said this before, is when Paul Heyman oh, comes Heyman. out from the side and just like, look at it. No, no, just look at it. Background. Just play the background. Just right. play it Yeah. Right. But it's just like, he's like, yeah. And then just yeah. subtle. And then, like, brings up the championship and just <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? It's just like, look at this and shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like that little right. extra <laughs> right slap here. in the face. Like, by the way. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh man, but Johnny, welcome, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. So Bailey, you know, damage control, just they just find need to find a way to tell a stronger story for them. Yeah. And I mean, anytime you mix in Becky Lynch, storytelling, you know, is gonna be on point. Like that, that's just yeah. so before I get too far into, into all this, one thing I did yeah. want to bring up with these two specifically is who do you think is gonna win this match? Like, do you think it's going to be Bailey? Do you think it's going to be Alexa? Like, where do you think they're going to go with uh, the number one contender? I'm going to call, I'm going to go Alexa with Bailey uh, losing, but she's going to lose with interference because of Becky. Mm. It's just going to be a perfect tree branch for them to split up. And then Alexa going ahead, face Bianca, and then and then Alexa. I could, Alexa's going to lose, but that might yeah. just start the transformation of her joining mm. back up with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that Alexa Bliss. She's going to win, but then this whole thing with Bray and Uncle Howdy is mm-hmm. going to mess with her during that match. Yes. Some shit's going to happen. <laughs> Some shit is going to happen for her yeah. definitely in that match. And I'm going to be – I'm already kind of getting anxious even thinking about it. Like, what are they going to do? Like, how is this – how is she going to change? How is he going to integrate himself with her? What's that face-off going to be like? Like, yeah. it's it just like I, I'm I'm into it. I'm into, into what – but potential storylines and and connections that they try to go with at that at that matchup. So it's mm-hmm. it's exciting. It's exciting. And yeah, for Bailey, I think that's a great way to do it. You know, to have Becky Lynch be the reason. And let's go ahead and go and do the Becky Bailey feud and build that up with this. Add fuel to that fire with Becky yeah. getting involved. So love that. All right. Speaking, we've been talking a lot about Bray. Let's get into Bray a little bit more. Bray versus la yes bray wyatt versus yeah. la night yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, getting fucked up yeah <laughs> well yeah he's been getting his ass beat i just left and right man he can't catch a break like this damn dude, what the fuck happened to you you got garbage cans dude <laughs> stop contraptions walking around by yourself like you need or just <laughs> Figure this out, like you know, you Not can't around by yourself. By yourself, you need a chaperone. You need a partner. You need somebody, man. Like <laughs> yeah, chaperone. Yeah, <laughs> like, you need to walk around, buddy. You slipping you so to... much when you by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's crazy. Yeah, and then you know he had the video footage. He showed it. You can see Uncle Howdy in the background. Like, like, look at this. He's like, see, he's there all the time. This man trying to say, look, I don't know what happened. No, it's you. Clearly, it's you. So, 
I love that LA Knight. This this started off and it felt so random at first with LA Knight and Bray Wyatt, you know, and Bray Wyatt just showing up during LA Knight's promo. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, what, what do you two have to do with each other? Right. <laughs> but they just keep going with it. And Bray or Uncle Howdy has chosen Howdy. LA Knight to make an example out of, right? And so it's just it's great to see. LA Knight put in the spotlight and the crowd starting to like catch on yes. to his, his his promos and the the yeah yeah and, and the yeah because you heard the crowd when he said right. yeah that was like yeah I'm right like, ah. it's starting to build up you yeah. know so I yeah. like that I like what's happening here for LA Knight of course for Bray it's just like look this is whatever Bray does at this point you know Bray is basically. <laughs> He's basically WWE's Hideo Kojima. And I say this name a lot on the show because I'm a big fan of Hideo Kojima video games. But where I say it is, there's a game called Death Stranding, right? And Death Stranding is a very random, weird game. It's it's like a, it's like a, like an abstract painting. You know, mm. you just kind of, a lot of people can look at it different ways, interpret it different ways, you know, and it's just like out there. And I have so much respect for Hideo. His games could make no sense. And I'm going to give it a chance and I'm going to buy it and I'm going to play it and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm just going to like take it in and take my time and just right. try to understand what he's trying to give me and enjoy it for what it is. That is Bray to me that Bray Wyatt, this, everything that he does when he was doing the, the, you know, I mean, even if you go back to sister Abigail, like that shit was weird. Like who is sister Abigail? Like never really got that explained, but does it really matter? No, because it's entertaining. So we, we just get it with uh, the fiend. You know, we had the the Mr. Rogers thing going on, the fun house, and everybody's like, what the fuck? What is this? They, this is what they turned Bray Wyatt into? He's Mr. Rogers now in the sweater. He's going to be wrestling this. This is bullshit. And then he showed up against Finn Balor as the Fiend, and everyone was like, oh, what the fuck? This is amazing. This is great. So with this, too, I feel like you just have to take it in. Just enjoy it. Trust in Bray Wyatt's mind, trust, trust the in the genius that he has. Trust, trust the process. The process. This exactly. Is Tony Khan. This is the sous chef Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yes. All right. Partner of Papa H. Head chef. Yeah. I just hey, I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm all in on whatever Bray Wyatt wants to give. Just do your thing. I'm gonna enjoy it, and I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying what he's doing. It it makes me anxious every time I I hear his music. Every time I see him on screen. I'm like, oh man, is this the week where he finally like destroys this? Like, what is about to happen? Who's about to show up? You know, who is Uncle Howdy? You know, like, don't go in dark hallways. Don't, like, don't, don't even go in a, in a, in a locker room by in yourself. a locker room. <laughs> just man, stupid shit. First of all, about yeah, I'm a, I'm a call Bray Wyatt. I'm gonna go look for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop it. <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh man, yeah, man, it is. It's great. I think they're doing a great job. It's entertaining, and it's doing a hell of a job for LA Knight as far as getting him over, giving TV TV time, and getting the crowd to really invest in him. So overall, it's it's genius. I think this is great. I'm all in on what's going on with with Bray and, and LA. You know I me. Mean? I'm gonna join the story, man. Just another story that I'm enjoying besides the bloodline of WWE. You know, because they do they just do some professional wrestling that I love. Yeah, storytelling. Give me, yeah, you know which way can they go? Is it something I can't predict? I could, I could guess, but it's nowhere near maybe my prediction. Right, it's not telegraphing. Okay, right. It's, 
you, you just they just give you enough. Give you enough. They just give you enough every time, and that's why I enjoy. Shout out to Bray Wyatt. Amen. Shout out to Bray Wyatt. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about this when it comes to storytelling and all the above that we just talked about with this last last uh, topic here. Rhonda and Shayna versus Liv and Tegan Knox. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is not even for their match. It's about what's going on with everyone involved here, yeah. right? Because there's a lot going on here. It is. One, welcome back, Tegan Knox. It's amazing that she's back. Yes. And I just, I'm a fan of Tegan Knox. You know, I talked about it a little bit with Dakota Kai, you know, with the, their, yep. her relationship with Tegan Knox. Like, Tegan was someone who in NXT always had great potential who, and who I thought on NXT could have been, not as from a promo standpoint, Becky Lynch, but kind of that, like, people getting behind her and rooting for her, you know, kind of uh, aura. Just just people yeah. loving her like they did, Be- like they do Becky Lynch. I feel like there is a similarity there for me with, with her and, and Tegan Knox. Um, she's so talented. She's great. And then just the injury she keeps overcoming and coming mm-hmm. back. It's like that story is just like who can't support someone who just keeps fighting. And they told that story too. These obstacles, yeah. With the video with the mm-hmm. video package, you know, Let's get to know exactly. Like you can't, you can't not be a fan of just the tenacity and the resilience of Tegan Knox. So shout out to Tegan Knox. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to which way do we want to go? We want to go live, or we want to go Rhonda and Shayna? Let's go. Let's 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 go live first. I'm gonna say Rhonda and Shayna for last. All right, let's go live first. So Liv Morgan, I feel like right now she's at a point where they've kind of gotten me to forget about some of the weirdness with with um, what was going on with, uh, I don't want to call it weirdness. I guess just the way that her title reign went, Yeah, there was a lackluster feeling about it. And we were rooting hard for her because we know like, okay, IWC, they have a certain type of feeling about her, and we're not we're not wanting that because people are fickle. Yeah, you're cheering for her, and then all of a sudden fickle you want to boo fashion. her. Like, no, why? So, for me, I was like, okay, I I didn't like how that went. I didn't like how people turned on her, but I feel like we're getting to a point where we're real we kind of rebooting and are rebuilding her, and she's got like an extreme sense to her, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. extreme Liv Morgan now. I do, I do feel that. I do like that. Um, and I want them to kind of dig in more to that and have her express like yeah. kind of a different edge to it her. It seems like they took more. a small pause from that. Yeah, you know? like it's just it's like bottled up right now, you yeah. know. And I just want Liv to just like let it get explode. back into it and yeah. let it explode. Just just be just wild, you know, just with your character. Go. Let it go. Yeah, exactly. Let it go. You know, that could be a, a clip right there for you. Let it go. Um, <laughs> Let it go. You know, like, Alexa is just, she does have the potential, but I don't want her to just be potential. I want her to be, like, seen as, hey, she she did it. You know, she became that person we all thought. Like, for instance, Alexa Bliss, I think there are some comparisons to her because, you know, both blonde, stature, all that. But Alexa Bliss kind of took it to that next step. And as women's champion, you bought it, right? You were you were saying, hey, Alexa Bliss, okay, we accept that she is on that level with some of the other four horsewomen. Yeah. And, you know, she's a main eventer now. With Alexa, it's like, ah, I can see it. She has the look. She wants it. But it's just she needs that 
one extra thing to make her really like, okay, she's a superstar now. Mm -hmm. So that's just the feeling I still have with her where I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting hard because I just, I, I see how much she wants it. I saw her um, documentary where, you know, basically went through, you know, when she was, you know, with the Riot Squad and on NXT and her call up and all that. And, you know, you could tell like she wants it and, and just, you know, it was back and forth. At times it looked like they were going to push her and then they didn't. And she wasn't, Mm -hmm. she was going to go on TV and then they said, nope, you're not going on TV. And it's just like, shit. So she's been through a lot. And, and I love that she actually got to hold the championship. That was cool. But it's still, she still hasn't reached the height where I feel like, she can really say, okay, like I've I've did it, I've done it, I've become a true bona fide, like not just even a superstar, but like people respect me. Yeah. And I've earned that respect from everybody because I showed out and I became the character that I've always I think, been. I think it takes the right opponent and the right story to get that out of live. And but Rhonda, I don't think she's the woman for it. You know, I think it's one woman could do that. Maybe Charlotte, if she was to come back. Yeah. And, you know, they have uh, they have somewhat of history, too. They do. Charlotte and Liv Morgan. It's going to be and, real. Yep. And I think that Charlotte can bring her up to that level. She, she would be a good opponent. I think that's a great point as far as, like, you, you're only as good as your 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 antagonist, right? Yeah. So, like, as, as the as far as her development, you know, being able to lean on like a Charlotte to bring the best out of her in ring and outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. I do see Charlotte as being that type of person that could elevate her, but I still do think that it's, it's not for her, their story, but it's also just like the character. Like I just, I, I feel like I'm still confused on what her character is. And I want to see her really dive in, whether it's going to be the extreme character or something else, like Mm. really dive in and submit to whatever character it is you're trying to play, because it just feels like it's still in a bottle and we just need to see it. Just just like just let it out. Just let it out. Now, with Rhonda and Shane, I'm going to put them those two together because I feel like I want them to succeed. Right. Last week, I was very positive about. The, the match that they had with um, uh, Shotzi, mm-hmm. you know, like, or that Ronda had with Shotzi yeah, and then Shannon yeah. Basil was on the outside yeah. for, you know, I try to be optimistic and say, Hey, you know, like <laughs> I, I see what you're trying to do. And I feel like Ronda is having more fun as a heel character. And I feel that here too. You know, I saw like, there was a moment where she was taunting Alexa bliss and she's doing her, her taunt in the middle of the ring and laughing yep. and doing the yep. whole thing. And doing the blue tongue. Right. Yeah. You know, oh, Liv like, Morgan. Liv Morgan. Or right, Liv, sorry, Alexa, I said Alexa Bliss. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Liv Morgan, thank you. She was doing the Liv Morgan. You with the blue tongue and everything. I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Like, that's, that's, I, I just feel like there is, I think that the people have decided that they don't want Ronda anymore. Like, like, there's go away heat for Ronda. That a hashtag fire Ronda on Twitter. Right. And I and I think I personally think it's unfair. Yeah, same. to have that. I think yep. that's too far. I think that's too much. I think that Rhonda is clearly showing that she she's trying different things and she's trying to have fun. And one thing I mentioned is, hey, just slow it down in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, be more. I mean, learn from the tribal chief. Take your time. 
you know, talk shit. You know, it's not necessarily all about the moves when it comes to her taking that next step. She still has growth to do. And, you know, I think that you have to you have to respect that she's trying, that she's actually yeah. adding things. And her and Shayna both, you know, I feel like that combo is something that I've wanted to see since Shayna was in NXT before Ronda was even right. really a thing in, yep. in, in WWE. You know, they talked about the four horsewomen of MMA. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, let's do that versus, you know, the four horsewomen of, of, of WWE. Like, yeah. that could be a cool matchup. And, you know, obviously two of them are not even with the company anymore. But, like, I just feel like I'm seeing the effort. I'm seeing her try. I'm seeing Shayna try. I'm seeing that they're really trying to entertain and have fun and be heels and be foils and and i just feel like people have just made a decision already like it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter what she does it doesn't matter how hard she tries i don't think they're gonna give her a chance anymore i think they've just decided she sucks we don't want her anymore uh, get rid of her yeah and i just think that that is unfair if we're doing that yeah fickle ass fans I, I i definitely don't agree i'm with you on this one man you know yeah because ronda is trying I just said maybe she just needs to just change up her wrestling just a little bit because to fair. me, it's, to yeah. me, I just it's just repetitive, so it can get boring like that to some people, and like to me, it does. So just change it up a bit. Let me know that just showing that you're willing to uh, change up your offensive move mm-hmm. move set. All right, it looked like you know Shana is helping with that a bit, but I guess I have to be patient. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, being patient in WWE is different than being patient for AEW. That you is know, like. true, sir. <laughs> that is very goddamn true. Because <laughs> there we talked about your structure, development, things yes. like that. Yes. Like, you know, you got Papa H in her ear. Like, yeah. she, she, I'm definitely seeing the effort to say that there is no effort or that they should fire Ronda or whatever is just like, that's just disrespectful. That's going too far. That's yeah. going too far. Like, Ronda is trying and she, I mean, the fact that she's trying shows you that she does love what she's doing. She's enjoying what she's doing. She's having fun. And she's with one of her good friends right now, and they're having fun. Like, what more do you want? Yeah, just what's in the parking lot? Yeah, yeah. like, it, I don't know. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing her do, and I feel like she needs to keep up that. You know, just continue to have fun. Be heels. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I feel like it's gotten to a point, though, where I'm seeing, like, she's gotten that go away heat and people just don't they don't want her they just don't want her around just because they don't they don't like her anymore it's just yeah Yeah. ronda been around longer than AEW. just be patient (laughs) hey man yeah yeah there there is no being patient with ronda i feel like when we're talking about that here it's like she's actually trying like you see her trying with tony khan he's not trying with the women's division it is what it is we we accept it. There is no change. With Rhonda, it's like she went from trying to be a baby face and then not really having that charisma yeah. naturally as a baby face, especially on the mic. And then she turned heel before she went to have a kid. And I think that was working, but then she left, right? And so she comes back and it's kind of like, okay, she felt like she was kind of phoning it in. She was yeah. like going through the motions in the beginning. And so then I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, if you don't want to do this, then go ahead and take the belt off of her. Like, because it, it was showing that it seemed like she didn't want to be there. But now she's showing like, hey, I'm actually trying to entertain and have fun and 
and get into this character and do new things. And it's like, okay, that's where being patient can pay off if we're willing to accept that what she's doing. But we're not even looking. We're just like, nah, I've already made my decision. She sucks. No, I don't care. (laughs) You still suck. You know, like. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Tell you. You suck. You suck. Like, that's, you know, you know, like, I just. Hey, it's, it is what it is. People are going to do what they're going to do, but fickle. I, it's it, exactly people are fickle, and yeah. so hopefully, you know, it. Papa H just tells her, "Hey, just keep doing what you're doing. We're going to get you with, you know, a top star." I mean, you know, it's funny. I did say Becky and Bailey, but going back to Becky, Becky and Rhonda, yeah. that would make a whole lot of In sense, right? That is what I think. That's what I think Rhonda would need is someone yeah. like that yep. as her foil. The crowd loves them some Becky, and Becky tells a hell of a story. Yes, yes she does. And bring Rhonda into that as a heel, having fun being a heel and like feeling herself. She's full of herself, and she's got Shayna Baszler backing her up. Like, this <laughs> ain't beat me. Like, come on now. Like, that shit was a fluke, triple threat. I'm Rhonda Rousey, man. I'm a, I'm a real horsewoman over here. Like, what you talking about? Better not about? turn your back against me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that would be cool. I think that'd be cool, and I think they would have a, a great build up to that match. Yeah. The match itself, hopefully, to your point, if if she throws in a couple different moves in there, tries some different things as far as her her style, and then takes her time and yeah. really like relishes and being a heel. Hey, I think, now that I think about it too, I think they messed up when they just kept on showing her every week because mm. her her star appeal is not the same when she first doing her first wwe run yeah uh, yeah i felt that you know she became just a part of the women's rest women's division instead of just you know standing out now because yeah how how many times they've been they've been showing you even having back back-to-back weeks of wrestling of you know because you wanted to be a fighting champion i thought that was more of a detriment to her star power star power than you know, the other way around. It's a double-edged sword, though, you know, yeah. because then you got people talking shit about Brock Lesnar because he doesn't show up enough, you know, like when he was champion, and then she shows up all the time. Say that about it's my like, tribal chief. Look how much, how important, the, look how look how it, it just feels important yeah. when he shows up. Showing no, up in right. Chicago, and yeah. everybody's like, oh, shit, man, I got to get tickets and shit like that. Yeah. Now, if, if they would have kept that same energy for Ronda, then yeah, but right now it's like, uh, do I want to go see Ronda? Yeah. I don't know. It's t- I, I hear what you're saying. There is a there is a a case that makes sense to me there with yeah. less is more, you know, to 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 say, hey, hold off on Rhonda, keep her as a special attraction almost, you know, so that when she does show up, it's special. And it's like, oh shit, you know, yeah. right? Rhonda's here, you know, like, but for a month you don't see her. Like, I hear you. Like there there is a way that that works, but I think that part of the decision to have Rhonda be there all the time. One is maybe because Rhonda was like, yeah, I enjoy doing this and I just want to be one of the girls. Right. I don't want them to look at me as being like, I think she said this. Like, I don't want them to look at me as being like, oh, I'm above you. And that. No, I'm one of you. I'm in here with you traveling, you know, like going city to city, like doing all the mat, like all the, the venues and all that. Yeah. Like she, and that kind of shows like the, the dedication she, she has to doing this. You know, so that's where I kind of like, I feel like people are kind of twisted because, you know, you want to question like, 
her and like wanting to be there, but then there's action she's taking that says she she does, you know. Now in ring, when it looked like okay, promo wise, is she really trying here? Okay, like that. Me and you both were like, I don't know. It seems like Ronda maybe doesn't want to be here, right? But now she's trying. You yeah. see her actually yeah. like stepping that up too. It's like no, nah, she wants to be here. It's just she maybe it just was she wasn't that good. You know, like the way she was doing it, it just it she just wasn't that good. And then she found a niche where it's like, oh, if I just stop worrying and just have fun with it, I can be better. You know, there's there's a lot that we can unpack with with Rhonda and, and yeah, this whole situation. Is. But at the end of the day, it's just um she just we're gonna keep watching it, we're gonna keep seeing like how she <laughs> develops, how she grows, and you know, internet community just just calm down. Just just that whole fire Rhonda thing. I, uh, I think that's just going too far. That's going way too far. Yeah, stop it. Be respectful. All right. <laughs> the last thing, and on a positive IW, note. Be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> positive note to end the whole thing off. We got yeah. Kurt Angle celebration. Yeah. Oh, man. So <laughs> Kurt Angle, um, it was it was his birthday. I think he's yep. 54, 57, because I, I don't know his actual age. I'm going to look it up real quick. Right. But it was his birthday. So. Yes. It was awesome. Um, I mean, the thing that people are really talking about is, of course, you had Chad Gable and Otis being, you know, involved in this whole thing. And they're telling him, like, look, get out the ring. You old. You done. Like, just get out of here. Talking shit. And then, you know, you have Kurt Angle. He goes, he leaves the ring. And I'm like, Kurt, wait, where you going? Where you going? And then, you know, he he basically says, um, what did he, what was the line that he dropped? He said something about, like, it's the party, like it being a party and it needed. Oh, no. The best thing about cake or cake is better when you have it with milk, milk. or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and then uh, out comes the milk truck. So, you know, OK, we know where yep. we're going with yep. this. And then um, that other the Olympian guy, he showed up. Chad, Gable uh, Stevenson. Gable Stevenson. Yeah. 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 And backing up Kurt, basically, they had little bottles of milk. They're uncorking it and they're throwing it in the ring at, at uh, Otis <laughs> yep. and Chad Gable. But then he brings out the hose, and Kurt was going ham with this hose, man, just spraying these dudes with milk. It was classic, just a callback to Kurt Angle with the milk truck back in the day. He was having fun, you see? He was having fun. Yeah, this, this dude, yeah, he was having fun, man. He was loving life. And, yeah, man, it just kind of like he they, they basically sprayed them out of the ring. Uh, Kurt was able to have his moment in the ring again, and, and after – the, the camera stopped rolling. They sang him happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Rey Mysterio, you know, like share some words, basically, basically saying like, after all this, just know you still suck and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so there was love shown there. There's even clips I saw on like social media of like, I think it was like the the New, New Day, Day Ricochet, Street Profits, Street Profits, Ricochet, uh, um, Hit Row, Hit Row. You know, they're all dancing, all, yeah, <laughs> to the beat, to the beat of Kurt's song. I'm like, that's cool, that's cool. So yeah, man, it was it was awesome. It was just a fun moment, and I just think yeah. back to the way Kurt left before when he went against uh, Baron Corbin. And it felt so like, oh man, like is this how he's gonna go out? Like this sucks. Like I, I felt, I felt sad. You know, I really felt sad for him. And he can't wrestle anymore. I mean, you could see it. Like the, the, I didn't like the way they treated him when he was when he was the Raw General Manager. I felt like 
you know, I'll never forget that moment that him and Hunter was getting into it and, and <laughs> Kurt Angle was just looking up in the sky, just and it looked like Triple H was getting ready to leave and he just came up and cold cucked him. He just knocked his ass right. out and left him pissed off. I'm like, why yeah. you, you treat him like that? It was just weird. Doing? It was just weird. It was almost like Vince kind of was like just not, you know, respecting Kurt, you know, yeah. like some of the, the decisions with him just felt off. You know, but then you see Kurt has showed up now a couple times and it's been real positive. And even this for his birthday to show him love. I This is why well, I just have show. so much. I have so much respect for Triple H in this because yeah. the 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 turnaround of the, the vibe and the feel in this company, like even Michael Cole was corny as shit during this whole thing, you know, talking about um, what did he say? He said, uh. <laughs> Uh, they look at look at them move because it's milk and cows and move. And I was like, oh god, Michael, what are you doing? And then there were a couple other like puns and one liners, milk yeah. related that he said, and I'm just like, look at these cow words. I'm like, oh Jesus, Michael, what? But what I can appreciate it appreciate about this is he feels like he can be himself. That's not scripted. That's not nah. something anybody wrote for. That is Michael Cole just yep. saying, hey, so I'm just gonna him. have a good time and it's say my, this, my friend. Yeah, right. I was like, cool. Okay. Yeah. So I, I love the vibe in WWE right now, where it just seems like it's way more like respectful to 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 like Kurt Angle and to mm-hmm. other legends like that. But then also too, even commentary, just being able to be themselves, say what they want to say and everything during a moment like this. It was cool. And then at the end, you know, again, after the bell in the ring with Kurt, he's 54, by the way, um, you know, like just just that that love that they showed him. This man deserves that respect. He's one of the best wrestlers ever. Yes. Ever. ever. And came ever. from, you know, Matt wrestling. Yeah. Wrestled in the Olympics with a broken freaking neck and then became like like came, immediately came in and just like, bro, it seemed like it you've been doing this for years. Yeah. It like, was, oh yeah. man, just I, just so many matches, so many great feuds, great rivalries. Him with Stone Cold, him with The Rock, you know, just just great feuds. You know, him with Triple H, and then Brock um, too. Yeah, Rock. Yeah, like so many storylines with with Stephanie and Shane. You know, like the invasion thing. You know, like that was one of the highlights of the invasion. Yeah. Angle was him and Stone Cold with Vince and just the way that they were like it was really all in a circle and Vince McMahon giving that pep talk and, right. and Steve is repeating him <laughs> like they were both fighting for like the the adoration the of Vince like they both the wanted Vince yes, to see yes, them as yes, like yes. the favorite you know this is great this is great man like Kurt has just done so I remember sexy Kurt. Like oh, where he did the yeah. this, the um, heartbreak kid based impersonation basically, yes. and I remember seeing there was one of these documentaries that they do in WWE where he was like he was really into it and he just had the the whole thing figured out. And he was like he was dancing and then he became Shawn Michaels or Sexy Kurt. Like he really in his mind like I'm going all in, you know. I, I'm just a sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. I make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. <laughs> like he just went all in, man. He sees face too. Yeah. Oh man. Yes. Yes. That was perfect. Just that touch too. Just cemented that man. So and the match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania was just like 
one of the greatest Bananas. wrestling matches yes. at Mania, period. Like, it, I was decided. Whew, on the edge of my seat. On the edge of my seat for that. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, All man. right, John, I got a question. I got a okay. question for you. Do you agree with me, Josh Alexander? Is this generation's Kurt Angle? He can be. Is he right now? Not yet. That is the respect that I have for Kurt. It's not a knock on Josh Alexander. But I do see the similarities, and I think that he has that, that ability to be this generation's Kurt Angle um, I think that he needs to have more. How do I say this? I almost want to say he needs to go to WWE, but like he needs to, <laughs> yeah, he does. you know, but like, I just feel like we, we need more. Like, I just want to see him on a bigger stage. I want to see him yep. on a bigger stage doing in bigger matches and really get like a huge crowd to just be like, just, just at the palm of his hands. Like Kurt had, cause Kurt, that was another level. Yeah, wrestling wise, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. he is this this generation's Kurt Angle. Wrestling wise, but when it comes to putting the whole package together, Kurt Angle, he he figured that out. You know, he had that yeah. bigger than life personality, entertaining it, inter entertaining as well. He could be funny, he could be corny, funny, he could be serious. So, I mean, honestly, if, Chad Gable to me is like the closest thing to Kurt Angle yes, right now. Yeah, like, there we go. That there dude we go. is yeah. this generation's he, Kurt Angle. Yes, like, yes. He's uh, right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's you. right there. That <laughs> yes. persona and his wrestling is on point. Yes. It's just that to me is the closest the thing closest to Kurt comparison. Angle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It is decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So Johnny, thank you for that question, man. That was yeah. awesome. And yeah, just just shout out to Kurt Angle. Thank you for just all the memories and continuing to make new ones, man. Like this is great. <laughs> yeah yeah i yep. mean yep agree there's more, more of a personality person. yes, yes yeah yes, he's kind of just yes. one just a one note guy right now yeah so. but that potential is there you, you said yep. the wrestling is there it's just we just need more from him character wise yeah 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 i said he got he yeah he got the wrestling down i've seen him yeah. perform and impact emergence wow yep. <laughs> you know what i'm saying i was amazed but you know hey it's gotta gotta put the whole package together yeah, I said, Chad, man, Chad, dude, right now, this dude, Chad Gable. Yeah, it's just so, oh, it's man. it's spitting image. Like, it's so funny, like, the, the whole thing with, you know, Kurt Angle having a son. I mean, it, did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> the number one dead photo. Yeah. He was like, hey, man. oh, thank you, son. Look, look. <laughs> We having fun. It's all good, man. Like I appreciate that yep. that call back. They're both there, so you gotta acknowledge you got it and to. have fun with it, man. It is what yeah. it is. But dang, like you know, Chad was right there, and he is almost a spitting image of Kurt Angle in every way, like more so than Jason Jordan. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is, and I do what appreciate up, Brian that Cook, a Chicago native, by the way. Yeah, Kurt Angle is a perfect wrestler. You just couldn't get much better than he was facts facts yeah. like literally perfection when it came to, to wrestling and and just everything man like just just having fun and, and getting into character Dude. like that's the thing that that um like really i think what what he caught on so quickly on that kind of shocks a lot of them in wwe that i keep remembering from like interviews and, and documentaries is he caught on to the business so quick yeah. and just getting into character 
and and just just making it so real it, he just it was it's amazing it's amazing like there are many you know people who they 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 come from different you know walks of life you know UFC or anything and and Kurt I would say Brock Lesnar is close you know as far as really getting into it and now especially this new version of Brock I think finally he's actually found what Kurt found a long time yep. ago yeah that like just being himself and having fun I think Brock has finally gotten there whereas Kurt picked that up real quick right away right yeah. away right away intensity integrity intelligence like <laughs> just <laughs> three eyes yeah <laughs> it was great just he just he just had it he just had it and then then I can't say enough about him and Sean and putting those two guys against each other like they're two guys who just got it like they just when it came to telling a story inside and outside the ring those two together in a match is just it was just perfection. It's just perfection, and and I just I just can't say enough about it. Look at this dude, man. <laughs> throwing milk at the. Hey, Gator, don't play no shit. You you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never never been about playing no shit. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> oh man, throwing milk at the bloodline. Well, it always comes back to the bloodline at the end of the day. Let me get my graphic up, man. Uh oh. Oh, shit. You know, we're done with the Kurt Angle celebration. We're about to wrap oh, this man. up. Yeah, we're about to wrap it up right here. Yeah. 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 There we go. See what you did, Johnny. <laughs> See what you did. We were going to end with Kurt. Now we got back to the bloodline. Oh. Thank you, Johnny. Well, with that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode. But before we go, as always, Devin, please tell us. Well, tell the people where they can catch us. There we go. <laughs> yes, yes, all the time. And before I do, man, shout up, shout out to Top Rope Wrestling Talk. Three years in the hey. podcast game. All right. We met them two years ago, by the way. So we knew them for a couple years. They are family. All right, yeah. you mess with, mess with us. All right, bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to them, you know, real strong. And check them out on the Rewrite Wrestling Network. All right, they got, they just had an episode, came out live stream yesterday. So make sure you check that out. All right, and shout out to Ivan the Professor. I was just over there on Thursday, and I was over there about an hour, well, three hours ago. <laughs> about three hours ago. All right, we had a watch long for NXT deadline. We had a ball, so check that out too. See our reactions. We had a great time. All right, now, we're going to find the podcast. We'll find our social medias. We're going to find a TikTok, the TikTok it. TikTok, TikTok, Ray Mysterio, watch your ass. It's time to put you down, TikTok. Yeah, he gave you a story time. He was like, hey, motherfucker, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, Ray, Ray. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think it's trending. I think literally it's trending. Because uh, I had to take it off notification. 
every three seconds i get a notification of a like i turn it off but check it out it's it's good you'll like it hit that like button if you didn't all right and i can't forget about our facebook group the clark street wrestling community the cswc i dub it shout out to our admins christopher christian who run it shout out to them and on Mondays, we have a Monday night raw thread, live discussion thread. It goes down in the DM. Goes down in the DM. All right, so check it out. We have fun. Engage with us on Monday night raw. All right, and you can find the audio podcast and the video format as well. You can see us, see us, these handsome black men of us, or hear our voices, our lovely radio voices. Yes, right. yes, 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 both got deep voices. Right. Yeah, start your wrestling, sexy time. Remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> wrestling.com ST for the abbreviation <laughs> for your central hub needs, and of course, merch. Get you your merch. damn merch. Yeah, I got we got merch, partially wrestling tanks. If you out there. In the southern hemisphere in saudi australia florida all right get your clarity wrestling beach towels beach towels get your ass off that hot ass sand this is a bad look get your clarity wrestling beach towels but if you're up here in the north in the midwest it's kind of chilly 40 35 get your clarity wrestling hoodies stay warm stay toasty and shout out to Ivan. He actually had the toasty clip because I was doing my sign off. I was like, stay warm. He had it on point. I was hey. like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, my man, bro. So shout out to nice, Ivan again. Nice. He stay ready with the clips. Right. <laughs> I'm not the only one. My man, Professor, stay ready with the clips. But yes, the merch, clockstreetwrestling.com forward slash store. Oh, yo. Pleasure. It is decided. Tribal Chief Day. Fuck it. The bloodline <laughs> runs WWE and the Tribal Chief Day Ooh. all day, every day. Hashtag Forever Champ. I see you say. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and with that said, that is gonna do it for this episode. So, for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. Hey, remember, the bloodline runs not just WWE, professional wrestling. You hear that, Bruce? They run professional wrestling. Tell MJ to step it up. Level <laughs> up. Tell him to level up, all right? He's my favorite heel in AEW, but he needs to level up, all right, Bruce? You sure you don't want, you don't want to have that debate? That you don't, you don't. Circle debate. Debate coming soon. And guess what? I got a new rival. After we're done with them, Bruce. Debate. Future debate. MJF. First the tribal chief. Ooh, I got, yes. oh, I got, oh, oh. Yes. I need that. I need yes. it. I need it. It will be a destruction. I said, do y'all show y'all want that? It's going to be a massacre. Did you see what Samoa Joe did to Darby Allen? <laughs> <laughs> It was not friendly. All right? Oh, sure, that's what you want. Is that what you want? I'm going to give the people what they want. All right? Struggle debate. Bruce debate coming soon.
Let's go. We the ones podcast. <laughs> I'm out of here anyway. We's out.